So have you heard of like the ASMR meta on Twitch? No. There's been a thing on Twitch, and there was this chick. She basically was throating a fucking mic. And everyone was talking about, like, hey, man, Twitch is allowing this shit, but banning people for very, like, obscure reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So this is is her. This one right here. Let me show you. Good Lord. What the fuck? Things that get deleted don't stay deleted. And... (laughs) She, why is she going to town on this fucking mic? I want you to tell me, if you saw that on fucking Twitch, you, you're doing shit like that, and you, and you want to say that, like, you know, Twitch isn't promoting, like, sexualized content? What's up, guys? We're back, and so is Doc Nelson. Yes. He, <laughs> he had the Rona. Hey, so did you. I know I did. And you know, it's funny, because I even said this, like, when you told me to get tested. Yeah. I put on that test that I was exposed and tested negative. And then the week after, I came up positive. I mean... And then, I, and then I'm like, I have zero symptoms, like nothing at all. I was congested. I wasn't even that. I was no- nothing. There was nothing off about anything. Hmm. So I was like, I don't understand how this is happening. And then I went um, and got tested. I did a rapid test, which came up negative. Yeah. And then I took another Walgreens test. Like I took a CVS like PCR test. But on the PCR test, I did say that I had recently tested positive. So yeah. naturally, that one came back positive. A couple days go by. I take another one. And I say, and I say that I didn't recently test positive. That one was negative. So I'm like, hmm. I wonder if I really had it, because Alicia know. got tested twice and didn't have it. So I got I got my rapid test. I went into sick hall because is that what you took was a rapid? Yeah. And so that morning I got up and ran at 4:30 in the morning, and then I. I was talking to my HM1, and I sounded like I had been at smoke for 20 years because hey, yo, I, had, guys, I had so much ah. shit going down the back of my throat. And um, I was like, okay, cool. I'll go get tested just because, like, cool. I might oh, they get... told you to get tested. Yeah. Well, because I sounded too much like shit. Our doctors would have had me get tested anyway because they'd be like, oh, he sounds too bad. So, you know, I was congested and sure. Like, I had, like, a headache because I just had so much shit in my face. But, like, normal stuff. You know, it's allergies. Well... In January. In January. Hey, I mean, it happens. And so <laughs> they were like, hey, by the way. So, you know, they took a rapid. They're like, hey, we're going to see if the rapid is positive or not. And then before we, you know, stab your brain. It's like, cool. That's I'm okay with that. They uh, they dropped my test and then came back and got another rapid test. So uh, when my HM1 came in and was like, hey, listen, so you got COVID. Here's, you know, what to do, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, he's fucking with me because they dropped my result. Like, I, I thought he was fucking with me. What do you mean they dropped your result? So the the lab, when they were going to, like, take out the, the sample to, you know, test it, dropped it. So they had to come get another one. Oh. Because, you know, they need a clean sample. You can't have a contaminated sample. Right, yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's fine, because the rapid one's only kind of, like, up in, like, the nose. You know what I mean? It's not, like, back. Way back, yeah. And so I was like, cool, whatever. And so when he came up and told me that I had actually had uh, COVID-19, I was like, oh, he's fucking with me. Like, Okay. And he was like, no, I'm serious. And, and he was like, you know, he talked about it. And I was like, so, you know, I can get some, like, meds for my congestion and everything. And he's like, yeah, no, but for real, like, you actually have COVID. I was like, what? 
<laughs> no way. He's like, yeah, he's like, so quarantine will be about five days because that's what the CDC says. So I was like, cool, no problem. Well, my chain of command, no, I'm back at home. I took like two steps in my door, get a call from PrevMed. So um, we're here just to let you know about your 10-day, you know, quarantine. Hold, what happened hold, to five? Yeah. NAVPERS says 10 days. So Naval Personnel Instructions says 10 days. But Great Lakes says, wait, no, NAVPERS, CDC. CDC says five, NAVPERS says 10. Mm-hmm. Got you. So they were like, yeah, so you're going to stay there for 10 days. I was like, oh, okay. That sucks. So the first two days were kind of nice. The first day, I just slept. Second day, slept in. Real nice. Took a nap. And then, um, you know, started watching movies, playing games just to do something. And then, like, it was, like, Thursday. Mind you, my quarantine started on Monday. It was Thursday. And I was like, I haven't done shit. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, for me, like, because <laughs> I found out on a Wednesday. And I'd taken, because it was, like, a two-day turnaround for a test. Yeah. I found out on a Wednesday, and, you know, I found out while I was in class. So I was like, <laughs> I got to leave. <laughs> I didn't. know uh, I stayed. <laughs> oh. I mean, we were, to be fair, the teachers on the opposite side of the room from me, we all were in a computer lab super far apart from each other anyway. I'm not around anybody. Putting public health at risk for your own gain. Let's be fair. I don't care. I don't care. I felt fine. I didn't have a reason to believe that I wasn't fine. And I didn't have any reason to believe that this was a real positive because we've had false positives at work. Oh, I, I, I trust me. I understand. Like, so I was like, there's no way. I ha- I, if I have it, then it's whatever. It's really mild and, and or like not existent at all. But there's a good chance because we've been having false positives at work that this is a false positive. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, there was only like 40 minutes left in class anyway, maybe less. So I was like, I'm just going to finish up class. Yeah. Plus, I didn't want to cause like anyone to any of the people that were like panicky about it. Yeah. I didn't want to freak anyone out. Like you, you came here knowing that you were sick. No, no, I didn't know. So even still, I don't know. I thought it was a joke because when I had it and I understand people out there have it worse and it affects them differently. Well, for me, I had a, I had a runny nose for like two days, man. I didn't have, I didn't even have that. Like I'm always stuffed up anyway. So, like your symptom is is like it was, stuffed sinuses. I'm like, you mean like how I always am? It was really funny. They were like, "Can you smell anything?" I was like, "Yes." I was like, "No," but I don't think that's because it's COVID. I think I can't I, breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> People were joking. They're like saying you're gonna lose your sense of taste and smell, and I'm like, that never happened. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And I, uh, this I had to tell the school and all my instructors. Like I told my instructor after, I was like, "Hey, I found out after I left." That, that i had covid but I, I told all my instructors like that i was around on tuesday because my test was on monday and i was like hey i tested positive but that wasn't because i had a reason to believe that i was i needed to be tested i only tested because work is making up makes us every week right so i wanted you to know that you know this is what happened and then they but good thing about now and in fact my uh math teacher end up having to quarantine because he found out his son had it oh geez and his son was sick and his wife was sick and then he got sick so he had to stay home so all my classes on thursday were online so which was which was fine you know i had a lot of things to keep me busy 
you know, I had streaming, but the only thing that sucked was that I didn't get paid yesterday like everybody else did because I didn't have a pay any hours to get a paycheck. So work told me they're like, you got to miss, like you you're not allowed back for twelve days. And I'm like twelve days. And he's like, yeah, and then you got to take another test after a certain time period next week. See that that's worrisome though because a lot of places, um, or at least a lot of people even told me that um, they weren't going to test me when I came back because they were um, they were having a lot of people who were totally symptom-free. They even got sick and actually had symptoms. They went away like normal, and uh, they would come back. But because they had had it at all recently, they were still testing positive. So right. it's like, do you really have it because you're sick and you're going to spread it, or do you are you testing positive because you did have it? That's the thing. That's why, like, from now on all my tests i've been putting that i'm just answering no to anything because i don't have symptoms ever Mm -hmm. um and i've noticed that what you start labeling shit and even my test results said that um our lab shows that you tested positive for an rna strand virus which COVID 19 is also an rna strand virus therefore we believe you have COVID. i'm like the flu has an rna is an rna virus the cold is an rna virus there are multiple RNA viruses out there that I could be having. Doesn't necessarily mean it's COVID. They're just assuming it's COVID. That's the other thing. True. And, and Doc and Eldridge even said this. Oh, yeah. That people were testing positive because the um, the tests were testing flu and cold as positive. Yeah, 100%. And that came out a while ago, too. They were People were talking about um, they got a flu test specifically. And it said, yes, you have the flu. And they tested for that. And then they would go get a COVID test. And the COVID test was saying that they they, they had COVID. They're like, so I have both. I just happen to have both. Like, I, that's doubtful. I doubt it. That's You're doubtful just... you have both. So oh, then, 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 like, there were these, I remember the CDC was saying the flu rona. It's a hybrid flu coronavirus. I'm like, it, it, you know, the flu is a coronavirus. So did you notice how quickly that went away, though? Yeah. The flu run? I, I don't know. Like I, I am not. Um, oh, cons- I'm a conspiracy theorist all the way. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like, they're not conspiracy theories. They're spoiler alerts. <laughs> I've been hearing that, but um, it's like there's just a lot of weird stuff going on, and like especially with like information, like, oh, like how about this? The fact that Congress is a direct is addressing Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, the White House? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, they want Spotify to act. I was like, are you telling me that the that the government is so worried about one dude who sits in his basement? I don't know if it's really his basement. It's not his but studio. Po- the point is, you're talking about a dude who's essentially sitting in one room of his area, of his house, his place, whatever the fuck it is. He's sitting in this area in in one room, inviting everyone to come in and just talk to him. They just sit down and talk about random shit. And he talks to everyone well, th- from all sides. Well, it was really funny because there people were making a lot of memes about this because the White House was like, "Well, he's not getting people of all opinions because he's not getting people off the left." I don't know if it was the White House or the news. Point and then he has an interview with Bernie Sanders. Well, he had an interview with Bernie Sanders a while ago, and they're like, "Well, he's not getting real." Left wingers. I was like, I guess Bernie Sanders isn't really on the left then. Shit, guys. Sorry. Sorry, liberals. Bernie Sanders isn't considered on the left. Apparently, Bernie Sanders is a right winger because everyone that Joe 
um, brings onto his podcast is a right wing. No, it's not the left wingers that they want him to talk to. Oh yeah, of course. And it, which is stupid. The whole thing. Well, is I stupid. mean, to be to be fair, in their defense, they the, the left has never really liked Bernie Sanders. I mean, the people, sure, but like the actual politicians have never really liked Bernie Sanders. No, they haven't. But he's also had. I mean, he's also had uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Democrat, and the Democrats don't like her either. And um, it's it's weird because it's like. You got the government talking about how do, how one guy is not, not allowed. To, no, you're talking. Yeah, the government talking about a pl- like deplatforming a person. You know, like basically infringing on his rights. Who talks about random shit too? It's not even like he's saying like, oh, well, we need to like. And it's not even him saying it. Like, like he's not even the one. Like he's not going out there saying that. Well, like we need to take violence to people or to the government. Like he's like legitimately riling people up to do dangerous and terrible things. The dude's just talking to people and is high most of the time, and it's just sitting there like, hey guys, so what do you want to talk about today? And then they're like, yeah, that that can't be there. Like you're not allowed to do that. I was like, are you serious? It's spreading a misinformation. And I like how they they think that the guy that created the rna vaccines it is misinformation, is misinformation. Like, uh, and that like, was that was wild and they're like trying to fucking deep like they're trying to like dec- discredit that guy and i'm like you mean the guy that created the flu vaccines well, well a lot of people or, are, or not they're like just the, 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 RNA. The, it was the mrna vaccines in yeah. general like well it's also worrisome too though because a, a, a lot of his podcasts are also aren't even political at all no they're not it's comedians and ha- fighters ha- and shit like the times that he's had neil degrasse tyson on they talk about space and art and time and elon musk they spent he spent two hours with neil degrasse tyson talking about calendars it was an interesting conversation but like they were talking about calendars that can't be on there calendars that, that's just it's <laughs> blows my mind it is it is wild that the government wants to get involved with someone's with a with, like with someone's fucking podcast. Like, where's where are they at when it comes to the media lying? So, which I understand the government owns it. I get it. Well, it, like, and I understand which too, is why this sits here. No, and I understand, <laughs> but like, it's it's getting worrisome because there's a lot of there's a lot of um, hypocrisy when it comes to a lot of it. I know, and. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think it's the left. I don't think it's the right. I think it's both of them. Yeah, but, both both are equally responsible for all of it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it, it's just weird. It's just I've never. I would have thought that the days of people talking shit via like through the government and through the media were gone when Trump got voted out. I knew it wouldn't stop. And it's just it's they still they still keep going back to it. It's just worse. And now you got the media saying that Joe uh, Joe Rogan's uh, N-word uh, controversy is, it, it amounts to January 6th. It's the same as January 6th. That's wild. I know. And I'm like, you're really going to compare Joe? Oh, no. They're, they're comparing Joe Rogan in general like to january 6th or i think it was his his n-word controversy yeah that's what it was so what like what was going on with that so i didn't i didn't i do don't a- know i think it was it, they were basically like several instances that were taken completely out of its context because mm-hmm. they were things that were said within conversations with somebody regarding the word itself and just because the word was said is why people are getting pissed not because he was calling people that right he he was saying it which yes it is not a good word to say i don't like saying it and i can agree how that's still kind of walking the line it's it's such a it 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 is walking the line it's one of those things where it's like 
It's one of those words like you don't you don't fucking say that word. Like it's just and it I feels, agree. It feels ugh to say it. And and I agree, but it's just the idea like. Am how, I admitting to that I said it? No, I'm not because I didn't. How how low do you have to go when you're like, oh, he's spreading misinformation? By the way, uh, hats off to Spotify for saying like, nah, man, we're gonna no. stick by this. It's funny that Spotify was like, no. I thought it was really funny when a lot of the artists were sitting there talking about how, well, I'm going to pull my music from Spotify. They're like, cool, you don't make that much money anyway. Like (laughs) Neil Young, you don't make shit. Yeah, seriously. No, that was hilarious because Spotify was like, well, Joe Rogan is like all of you guys put together. So Joe Rogan makes them so much money. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck. And And I think they also know, too, that eventually eventually this is going to go away. You would hope. Eventually. I'm sorry, but like. How many more people are now? Because it, it's one of two things. If they don't get rid of him really soon, people are going to stop taking it seriously. And even if they keep talking about it for months and months and months, how many more people that now are going to start going to go watch that podcast? Because they're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, a lot. It's going to draw a lot of attention. And like. The, the podcasting is. Is it's a it's a wild thing because podcasting is like it's it's overtaking the media in well, a way. well because it's, it's like it's it's a, a lot of people talk a lot of people have talked about it too though they're like this is i forget who it was i can't tell if it was joe Ro- i can't remember if it was joe rogan someone he had on the podcast or someone who was talking just about that whole situation but they were talking about they're like we're seeing the death throes of the news media is oh, what I it know. is i was like the meat like seriously who do you think and um who do you think watches the news on tv Nobody. Well, me, or older old pe- people. Old people. Old people. Old yeah. people. And their audience is rapidly dwindling. There are some old people who are starting to go to other sources of media. And the pe- old people who don't go to those older sources of media are eventually going to die fairly soon. So you got to think, though. Like, take myself, for example. I'm a relatively average. I mean, I look better than the average person. But, like, <laughs> take the average person, the average millennial, the average even Gen Zer, right? They don't because, watch the news because they're starting to get to the point where they have to encounter this now. I've never paid for cable, not once. Neither have I. I've never paid for a news service, not even once. And it's really funny. You uh, mean like news service, like a newspaper? Yeah, like newspaper, uh, uh, a subscription to like anything like via CNN, Fox News, anything like that to get like updates from them. I don't pay for any of that shit. No. And um, I'm still relatively just as informed because there's also a lot of individual people who talk about news articles and dissect them on multiple media platforms. Right. Podcasting, especially podcasting, even fucking it, it's sad when TikTok gives me more news than the news station does. And I know that. And, and there's because do you know how many people are on TikTok talking about the whole thing with Russia? They're talking about the politics and they are going through like granted in smaller parts but they are going through articles and like dissecting them down hey um here's what the first part of this article is talking about that's kind of like what we do for the gaming industry right exactly and that's why we're part of that system of like hey there are some weird individuals out there who for some reason think that it's important to talk about this shit you know speaking of which i have not been uploading episodes to spotify oh mostly because uh i just haven't done it (laughs) now we're youtubers understood which I need to actually, before I publish this episode, I need to backlog all of them. One of the things I've been trying to figure out is that it doesn't seem like the videos are playing. Oh, what do you mean? 
It's just the audio playing. So like I upload the video because now we can have videos on Spotify. Nice, nice. So the pod, some of the episodes, videos will play. Hmm. But I've noticed lately, the last few that I've put out, Doc says that they have been. But when I try to look, they're not. So like the videos just won't play. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know either. I don't know why. Granted, I don't watch most of our episodes on like Spotify either. So no, I mean the reason why I did not it was since because the nut and nap and <laughs> the nut and nap. <laughs> the reason why, um, and I the reason why I post the videos on there is because I don't have to compress the audio and then right. put it in put it just the audio. I can take the video that I've edited and post it, and the audio and the video will be on Spotify. Right. Um. And the reason why, other reason why I wanted the videos on Spotify was because what if not everybody's on YouTube? What if most of the listeners are on Spotify? They don't have to go to YouTube if they don't want to. And they, if, let's say, they can't watch the video and they want to close their phone out, the, the audio will still play versus YouTube unless you pay for YouTube, like, red or whatever. And that's still upsetting. I know. I know. The one thing that everybody's been wanting in YouTube is, like, paywalling it. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. I mean, I've given it some thought. What? Getting YouTube red? Yeah. I try. I did a free trial and it was actually nice because there was no ads on anything and like I could play the audio. Well, I was thinking about that and I was like, all I would have to do, gross. All I would have to do is, um, just get rid of like my Netflix or something that I don't really use anymore and then not losing really any money. I'm just changing a service. Right. So, I don't know, I thought about it. I haven't done it yet. The uh but back to the whole thing about like podcasting being like the new the new age of news media. And it really is, which is why I've been trying to like grow like I want this to be bigger than it is. It's just I'm not good at at the whole networking part of this. Come like, on, guys. <laughs> yeah, come on. Help me. No, I'm just kidding. But um <laughs> I'm not really good with the whole like expanding and networking and shit. Like I I know how to network. I mean, I was really good at it when I first started when I wasn't working, but now that I'm in school and working and just my whole drive, not drive, but my whole, uh, I mean, try to make, try to make friends in different places, man. It's, and that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to like get to know people to get, I want to get more guests. Cause really all all it takes is like one person to be like, Hey, I'll, I'll try that out for you. And then, Something like, oh shit! Like, yeah, I know, and it's it's weird because the name Blacklisted Gaming is known in a lot of communities, but most of the people aren't tuning in. So it's weird. It's one of those things where people know me, they've heard of me, but they don't know, they don't really consume the content. Now the streams are another story. The streams, like, I get a lot of people on my streams, but I don't. Not a lot. I mean, more more than what I used to. I should say. Oh. And it's in the community and the, the reoccurring, you know, viewers are consistent and they're the same people. Nice. Nice. Which is great. Um, yeah. But I, when I, it comes to, to this kind of, when it comes to this stuff, this is the stuff that really, you know, what I started with. And, mm-hmm. you know, most of them don't listen to podcasts, so they don't consume this content. That's still not necessarily bad, though, because then that means that you're going to have two different audiences, and that's, that's still okay. And that's kind of why I've stayed with streaming. I started streaming because I was like, I don't have any podcast content to put out there. So I started streaming, and then it just kind of grew. So now i got two audiences, one for streaming, one for this, and they, they know that I do both. And that's where, you know, 
I feel like it's good to have that will still help grow both audiences though, because then there's going to be some people who tune into streams. They're like, Hey, if you don't like streams as much, he's got a YouTube channel where he's, you know, uploads go into right. Or vice versa as well. They're like, Hey, you know, I've, I've been consuming this, uh, YouTube podcast or you cast, I don't, whatever. And, um, TubeCast. Po- TubeCast. Um, and so, you know, they'll be like, Oh cool. Hey, I'm going to jump into a stream at, you know, at some point, you know, cool. Let's go. You know, so it's a i think that's a good thing overall but it's good to have um multiple media platforms because you know you broaden your audience in multiple places i'm really bad at posting on instagram and tiktok i used to be pretty good at um tiktok i have a hard time with everyone's like dude you need to make tiktok videos and i'm like i just have a hard time bringing myself to make the dumbest fucking video possible or not dumbest video but like all my content that i put on tiktok is shit that i edit and it's very time consuming and I don't have much of that. And again, that'll get better once certain things clear up. You just gotta kinda roll with the I know. I, I keep saying that I wanna do more and I do wanna do more. It's just I'm one person and doing more just me is fucking hard. But you know what's not hard? My penis. I'm just kidding. But that is also true. That's not. I don't know if I believe you. I'm hard right now. I'm playing with my pee-pee. So we're going to talk. So you guys, we've been talking for about 25 minutes now. Awesome. And um, not a single <laughs> news news topic has been talked about. And the reason, But, but what, we did talk about Brock's penis. We did talk about my wiener. Um, There wasn't much this week for news, but we had to kind of scour the internet for some of this shit. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Battlefield again because that just is a horse that won't die. Yay. And... Um, this is actually not really about the game itself. This is more of what EA had to say about why it wasn't successful. And they blamed everything except for the fact that their company sucks. They blamed it. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. They blamed, they even blamed Halo. They blamed COVID, which is, I get it. Working remotely makes development harder, but they also blamed Halo for it's, for not being, for it not being successful. And I'm like, huh. And then they actually did respond to this. To this um this thing that has been come out what they said so does this look like nathan fillion to you yeah i always thought that the the battlefield 2042 guy always looks like nathan fillion i don't know what it is about them about him um also nintendo announced that the 3ds and wii u eShop stores will shut down in march oh 2023 still So it, it leaves everyone wondering, like, okay, what's to be done with these games once that shuts down? Like, how are we are we able to get them any other way? And the answer is no. Wow. Nintendo really likes to do this thing where they have, like, limited time to get their shit, get their content, their games and stuff. And the, the reason why is because if they basically put like a time limit on when you can get it it'll boost up its uh its profits its value yeah it, it makes it more valuable for the consumer because the consumer will be scurrying out to try to get these games if they really want them because mm-hmm. they know they're not going to be able to get them anywhere else and after this date in march 2023 they won't be able to you know oh yeah and here's this starting in may of this year um it won't be possible to add funds to the uh e to the e-shop 
via credit card. So Are you, you talking about the eShops for these consoles? for these games? So you yeah. can't you can't actually you even after May you won't be able to like add funds to it to buy it. They'll just be there. I mean, I guess that's also kind of. I understand that. If you're gonna shut shut it down, don't. Why shut it down? I, I'm just saying, if you're going to, don't allow people to accidentally put money in it. And... So we got some cyberpunk news this week, and the cyberpunk news is that uh, the game officially launched now. See, I, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of viewing cyberpunk, even though it wasn't quite as. It, I don't think it was as bad as people proclaimed it. It to wasn't be. bad. It just was horribly polished. Yeah, 100%. it wasn't ready. Yeah, no, and I agree, but like. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of hold it in the same standard as like we were talking about uh, No Man's Sky. It's already dead. No one cares. Um, that's not true. No Man's Sky has a lot of people on it. Yeah, and th- those aren't people anymore. Um, because they decided to. In- I played it. Come on. Th- th- you're not people. They they decided to invest in a game I'm that was people. dead as fuck. Because I gotta give I it just, to them. I can't. They- I can't support the. The reason why is because I do not want to support a game if you're not willing to finish your product the right way the first time. You don't deserve for people to like your product. I don't care so, how you polish it up afterwards. It's garbage because you fucked it up. The, the, the both of these games kind of fell in the same, uh, into the same, like cycle of too ambitious for what it could do. And and I understand that, but back in the day, those were just failures. Yeah, and it's okay. Like a hundred percent. Like I'm not saying like you know burn down the studio. I'm just like no, I mean it, so it's, some of it's okay. Though. The creators of No Man's Sky could have easily just let the game go and then just let it lie and let it die but they didn't they actually improved it significantly which i appreciate and i'm not saying the game ended up the game is fun like and i'm not saying that you shouldn't let me like things no and i'm not saying that you shouldn't improve stuff it's like games like arc definitely improved from their from their day one or from their initial starts but like my issue with it though is that they clearly released these games both cyberpunk and no man's sky in completely unfinished shamble states. And they were like, oh, oh, but we can fix this. Yeah, go fuck yourself, bud. Like, the, the then big, you shouldn't have released the game. Well, the... the uh, So, what I mean by Cyberpunk officially released today is that the next-gen update... Right, no, and I, I get today. what you're saying. I'm just saying... No, I'm letting them know. So, the next-gen update rolled out... What was it? Yesterday? And... Um, or maybe it was earlier in the week, but, like... Uh, it's kind of divided people on one hand people are appreciating because the game really does have quality of life improvements Mm -hmm. like the ai is much better like the uh you know the like when you pull a gun out at people they kind of freak the fuck out and run and if you start shooting like they'll start running and random npcs might be armed and start shooting back that's kind of cool there are times where like ran like a random gang faction will roll up on you and try to kill you and stuff and like apparently the ai is much more intelligent it's their actions are much more randomized the graphically the game looks significantly better than it did um so quality life improvements like for the map for the user interface but the one thing that people are pretty complaining are complaining the most about is that there is no new content so all this new content that they've been waiting for, um, the next gen up- update came out first, which I understand they probably prioritize optimization over content, which is fine. Um, but this far out, it the game came out December 29th, 2020. Yeah. And then here we are, February of 2021 or 2022. Damn. Uh, 
<laughs> Damn. February 2022, we're a year and some change after its launch, and there is still no new content. It's just, you know, an optimization. It's polished it. it's now. It's more yeah. polished. So this is, and that just goes to show, this game should have been delayed an additional year. It yeah, ne- no, 100%. It needed it. It needed it. And, I, and the reason why I don't want people to make these things popular isn't because I don't want you to enjoy the games. Like, yes, Brock, you're allowed to to like things. But it's because it needs... But need, make it better before because, you launch it. Yeah, 100%, though. The, but that's my issue, though, is because now, like, how many people aren't going to play a game at all? Because it's shit. It's like 100%. I am not playing No Man's Sky. Right. And they had a chance at one point to sell me on it way back probably when it released. And they probably shouldn't have. They, you know, they should not have released it. Delaying games is such an odd. It's such a, uh, it's a double-edged sword in ways. Because on one hand, you want a delay in a game means okay, they like cool. They want to have more time to make it better. Yeah, like Dying Light. Dying Light was delayed numerous times. Mm-hmm. In fact, it got delayed indefinitely for one period of time, and there was no new information about it for a long for like a year or so. Right. I remember in 2019 talking about Dying Light and it had a release date coming up in like 2020 or something like that and then they delayed it because they you know they needed more time to fix it. Then COVID happened and the news about Dying Light's new release date was never talked about again. In fact, there was no even there wasn't really any new footage. Um the footage that they showed, in fact, if you look at the reveal of Dying Light 2 versus what the game is now, not even the same. The writing is is completely different. And the reason why is because they went through three writers. The original writer for... They, the first writer that they brought on was a writer for The Witcher. He, he wrote he wrote um, some narrative uh, nar- narrative parts of The of the Witcher, like in the side quests and stuff, and he was the writer for Dying Light 2. And his vision of it was your decisions that you made more of the decisions that you made were going to be more impactful to the point where there would be like actual consequences, like how we talked about the people of the bazaar and the peacekeepers, like your decisions would off would, would could lead to civil war between them both where they were fighting in the streets and shit. Man, I, w- I would have loved to see that, but because I want the people of the bazaar, to he really... ended up leaving or something happened. He ended up leaving and they brought in another guy. And that person left. Oh, so they boiled it down further and further. For like there was until they got to the third writer, and now one of the biggest shortcomings of Dying Light Two is its narrative. True. So the original writer I versus can, the writer they have now. Maybe that's why there was such a tone shift from the beginning, where it was like super depressing. Which, by the way, awesome atmosphere for the beginning. But like, then you get past the beginning, and it's like, oh, there's a zombie, and apparently. Uh, Aiden can't lift a door and look at the same do you, time. Do you ever find it odd that people are just kind of roaming around in the streets and there's zombies everywhere still? And they're just like living life as if it's just like a fucking raccoon just hanging out? Um, honestly, it, how about this? So, but you know what? Maybe on one hand, it, after 15 years of something like that, you so probably would get used to... I One, I'm questioning as to how there's still so many zombies. Oh, you mean... After 15 years? Yeah. Died off? Yeah. I understand that, like, oh, well, we've seen a couple of new people get infected throughout the game, right? Cool, and that's fine, and we totally know where those zombies came from. Yes. Go, no, go on. And so, yeah, cool, like, we know where those came from. And I'm not expecting, like, 
something like the uh, the volatiles in the buildings, they seem a little bit more alive. You know what I mean? So I can understand why, like, oh, okay, cool. Those things aren't going to just immediately die off. No problem, right? But, like, you're telling me that the zombies in the streets that are missing arms, that are, like, missing chunks off their body, that those wouldn't just eventually start to disappear and turn into the corpses that don't move? Right. That's That's... Like, 15, 15 years of this, and you're telling me that there are still just as many zombies? You you got to think of, and I get you where you're coming at with that. It's one of those things where you got to turn the logic off in your brain. No, and, that, I, that and I understand. For the sake of the game needs content for you to continue playing. No, no, and I understand, but the issue that I have with Dying Light 2, apart from like any kind of bugs, we're talking just about the game and the narrative and everything going on, is, is that... The zombies aren't threatening. No, the day, the, during the day, no, they're not. Even during the night. Nah, during the night, they've got more howlers than Dying Light 1 did. No, and I understand. There's literally howlers within 20 meters of each other everywhere. No, and I understand that, but the difference is, though, is, is that I noticed as soon as I got the UV lamps in my hand, throw one down, they scatter. Oh, you get a UV flashlight, too. I, I haven't gotten the UV flashlight. The UV yet. flashlight, because it, it's very limited to like its battery dies quick, and, then and that's fine. Like, it I recharges get that. right, and it. But it's good. Like let's say you have a viral that's like a sprinting viral, come at you. You just flick it on real quick, and they just stumble and they stagger, and then you can get an advantage on them. But, but there, yeah, there's there's portable ones that you like throw down. Yeah. Um. Like as soon as I got those, I made I made a lot of them or as many as I could at the time, and oh, even if I was being chased. Oh no, my stamina's out. Plop. So my, my UV Dying Light One was similar in that same way, where it was like at night. Nighttime was only intense for like the first third of the game, and then once you finally leveled up, you just didn't give a shit anymore. You could literally fight them all in waves; it didn't matter. Well, because and like going in buildings is no longer really that. I mean, it's still kind of intense because I don't know where anything is. But before, when I first went in at the low level, I was like really trying to not alert anything Stealthy, snap necks yeah. yeah and just quickly get in get the fucking inhibitors and get out yeah and no and now it, i just it, go through and i just chop everything i don't go in mine's the same like it like what we would do is that at least when i was playing with my friends we would go in there you know sure crouch snap the first couple of necks just because they're nice instant kills you know save your weapons as much as possible and then as soon as we get to a point where you can no longer kind of sneak around them you know what I mean? One person drops a molly or they drop a grenade or do whatever. Boom, you slice up the last couple, and then you just walk up to the box, fucking take it and leave. There's apparently a volatile nest in one of these game one of these missions. And that's cool, like but like I have yet to see But besides... again, during the during the day though, like it, and I understand that maybe there was a fuck ton more zombies when society first like collapsed. Didn't and, Dying Light One have a lot more? Uh zombies? Yeah. I think that was also because it was, like, really early. It was into new, the... yeah. But, like, it's just the idea that, like, in the first one, they, they grabbed you more often. They Yeah, yeah. In the first one, uh, I don't know. There was still, there was that air of confusion of, like, people didn't know what to do because they're zombies out of nowhere. Holy shit, right? You're telling me, like, 15 years and we got zombies that wander through the street, poke me once, and then... Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, it didn't seem threatening at all. The only real threat are the damn renegades. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the renegades or sometimes the big dudes. Because when they spawn like three of the big dudes, um, the memes about that have been fantastic. 
But, um, like, sure, when they spawn, like, a bunch of the big dudes, sure, that's a pain in the ass, as it should be. Because they're big motherfuckers. They're monsters. They got a wrecking ball on one hand. Like... Or or you come across the other big dude that's uh he doesn't have a wrecking ball he's just he just sprints and throws shit at you yeah and like th- that's fine like I'm okay with that but you can cheese those very easily you can like hide behind a, a structure and watch him throw this rock mindlessly at you or charge at you and you just fucking and you can avoid him and just nitpick at him and then go behind something else and there was one where it was pretty intense at first where you're in a church you're in this cathedral. And which is where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and he, they really the guy that's there releases one of those those big fucking things at you, and he's one of those that charges that he runs at you and he throws shit at you. But there's pillars all over the place, and you stand behind a pillar, and he just doesn't the thing doesn't know what to do. It doesn't come around, doesn't run around it and chase you. Yeah. See, I would have liked it if they made more of the zombies, maybe not like sprinters and parkour shit. You know what I mean? But I would have appreciated it a lot more if, if, let's say you fell on the ground, right? I want the zombies to kind of sprint after you, but now they just kind of like lazily walk around. And I understand it's the daytime, they're suppressed by the sunlight, but like, there's no threat during the daytime. Unless you are fighting some of the big guys, or it's at night and you have a volatile like on your ass, like, it, the game's not threatening at all. Even the human enemies are jokes. Yeah, especially yeah. like I, when you come across I, random as, bandits and shit, and you're just like, as soon Bitch. as I as soon as I got a bow, I made a bunch of infected arrows, and it was hilarious to just pop each one of them and fucking leave. And then from my what uh, do they do? Just turn? Yeah, they turn. They turn into uh, into the sprinters, just the infected. And and it takes a minute for them to turn though too. They don't just immediately like boom. Okay, they're zombies, right? They'll they'll like some spin. of the renegades just turn when you're fighting them. Mm-hmm. They they'll randomly turn. Oh shit! But- I, I found this out because I was, I drop kicked one, and then he got back up and he was he turned. Oh, I was like, cool. "What the fuck?" That's I didn't cool. expect. He started attacking I the other that, guys. I think that that is cool though because it shows that yes, people are infected, and you know, well, you the need- renegades are different from everybody else. Those guys have something going on with them. I don't know what it is yet, but if mm-hmm. you notice, the renegades are like on the cusp of turning anyway. Hmm. Well, you I notice mean, they get the black veins and shit. Oh, true, yeah. And they're they just they, they like don't, experimentation. They almost, they almost don't sound human. Yeah, they they and I understand like some of them do fit the st- the stereotype of like the big tough guy who's kind of dumb, you know. But like Herman seems smarter than most of them. Yeah, you well, know what Herman, I mean. Herman, yeah. Again, like again, you know, Herman. I get it. Herman's deaf, and so it's kind of hard for him to like communicate. But, like, even he has, like, more of an air of intelligence about what's going on than a lot of the renegades. Even though, even the renegades who talk. Well, the renegades, I, I think that's an, that's by design. Renegades, are just, they just seem to be very, uh, I don't know. Like you said, on that cusp. On the cusp of turning anyway, so the point where they're just very, uh, they're, they're, they're not f- completely human. Yeah. So that makes sense for them. And But it's, on the other hand, the renegades, they are harder to fight. I haven't noticed too much of a difference. Go to their territory and fight them. Okay. Like, but... it's it's down at the very bottom right of the map. It's a very southeastern part of the map where the cathedral is and the other water tower is. There's a whole, like, section of the map that is controlled by renegades. Yeah. It's, like, across a bridge. 
So when you're in the central loop and you go down in the southeastern part of the central loop and you look, you see this giant like church and all that stuff. Yeah. That's all renegade territory. Okay. And they're everywhere. But, but yeah, no, the, the issue with it, though, overall is that like I got like those infected arrows. Pop, pop them with the infected arrows. I climb a building, literally watch them turn. And then they just like because they don't know I'm there at that point. Because, they scatter. Because I'm like up three stories, which admittedly I wouldn't know where you went either if that happened. Yeah, to me. Like, no, you're, you're not right. going to think someone's going to go that high, right? And that's fair, but um, but yeah, and so they turn into zombies and they just scatter, and which is again totally understandable. But point is, is that like it just doesn't seem you know difficult. Sure, there are certain parts of the game, obviously, like. Um, I remember being really tense about like trying to find the explosives when there's like the four big dudes and it's really hard cause you have to like, you know, get into the boxes without a, zo- a normal zombie coming up to you or the big dudes. Yeah. Right. And that's Picking fair. locks and shit. But, but mm-hmm. you also can't use like your maximum amount of force, like throwing Molotovs or explosives because then you just attract more zombies and that's, that, that's fair. But like past something like that, like that one stick out point to me, like it just doesn't. I got to give them props on map design, though. No, and I, I, I love the map. The map, like, just... I also love the idea that the chemicals speed up your process of turning. Yeah. Like, it's not just, oh, my health. It's like, oh, this isn't necessarily, like, outright killing me. But because I'm infected, it kind of is. And it causes you to use those fucking inhalers and shit. Yeah, it causes you to do that kind of shit a lot, too. I do. I love the idea that what they did with some of the resource management, you have your big ones, like the inhalers. But if you're smart enough to pick up like everything that you find then you get a bunch of those uv mushrooms that you can use instead of like blowing through your inhalers every time you go inside i have so many uv mushrooms oh yeah 100 percent. and i did too and i and i i as soon as i learned that granted it wasn't very far in but like i was like oh that's neat as fuck so now i don't have to waste my my important shit you know what i mean yeah because like, the the mushrooms will give you like a little bit you know, yeah. give you and time, you, and, and there's enough to keep you going, at least getting through it. Oh, yeah, and considering that there's a lot of them, so if you pick shit up... Resource management in that game is... It's pretty um, good. Like, it, it's important, especially because weapons I, break I, down. I will say that I am very sad that I can't repair the weapons. Yeah, because you can only repair them by modding them, and if you mod them, you can't replace the mod or f- or repair the mod. Mm-hmm. So, so does that mean that you like... Because so, I never tested this out, really. But so does that mean like if I modify like the tip of like an axe, right? Mm-hmm. It, its durability goes back up, right? Yes. And then, and then if right. I modify the shaft and like the pommel, the it goes, will will it go back up each time? It it'll you can only modify it once. Oh, okay. So like what I typically do is I find one that's got a decent damage level and I'll use it once once it gets to a certain level and I have like a couple of decent leveled mods in the hole, I'll add them. And then increases durability back to where it was. Oh, okay. So I can increase its longevity. But, like, if you use low-level mods on, like, an artifact weapon, that's it. So all the weapons break down. There are no weapons that you can repair and just keep them. Because it wants you to keep cycling through all different ones. Well, I also didn't mind in Dying Light 1 how you were able to repair them a couple of times. Yes. And then after that that was it they just broke yeah and this like the modding is the repair system in fact i wouldn't even mind if like they did it to where like your like really high rarity items like the ones that are like gold or i don't know what yeah you know like the the best weapons i wouldn't even mind if it was like hey you can't repair them you have to mod them to get that repair and you know whatever but it sucks to have like a decent reliable weapon and then gone i know i've had few of those 
where I'm just like, this is like a rare, rare weapon, mm -hmm. and now it's just gone. Yeah. Except for the bows, though. The bows don't break down. I yeah, think. they don't. They don't. That's handy. That's handy as it is, fuck. It is handy. So, next topic, because, you know, we fucked off on Dying Light for like 25 minutes. The um, bugs aren't too bad, but I ran into a bad one. Well, yeah, you did. You yeah. had, in fact, you ran into one so bad that you had to completely restart, I had to completely which restart was the game. actually my biggest complaint about the game is that it auto saves and you cannot load the game. And because of that, I had to completely restart over. And it, you were like 20 hours in, you said? Yeah, I was like 20, 21, 22 hours in, and it told me that I had to go to the uh, objective area. But it spawned me like 500 yards away when I logged back in, and it, and it would count down from five seconds and then kill me. But it wouldn't spawn me any closer, and so I was still 500 yards away. I tried teleporting to wherever I could. You like the, fast travel? Yeah, like fast travel. I tried fast traveling somewhere else. I tried getting wherever I could and nothing. So I, even when I would invite people in, so I thought, oh, cool, I'll just get my buddy Luke in here, and uh, I'll have him run towards it, right? I'll die over and over, have him run towards it, get there, and maybe he can do something. Maybe it'll even teleport me. No, it's, it killed him too. It would count down for five and kill him too. Everyone I invited in. So that and it sucks. and it would only and it would spawn him where I was being spawned at. So it wouldn't spawn him closer either. So yeah, I had to completely restart the game. I don't know if I'm like I I'm probably gonna go back through, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not in a rush to fucking just make different decisions. Oh, um, yeah, so the first time I was playing, like, a nice guy with everybody, and, um... Just being an asshole. And so, well, not just about being an asshole, but honestly, this time around, I'm probably going to side with the PKs up until I get to the central loop, because I hate everyone in the bazaar. Yeah, yeah. Because the bazaar people are all dickheads. They are. And, um, like, you get betrayed several times by the people in the bazaar, and I have no loyalty towards them. Sure, I understand that they, maybe they tried to hang me because they were scared and they thought I was a zombie, whatever. One, what made you think that hanging a zombie was going to work? Two, um... I thought that, too. I'm like, two, I'm turning and you want to hang me? Two, fuck you guys. Um, and three, the people who were in charge of them are complete assholes. Fuck Barney. Fuck his fucking sister. I can't remember her name. Herman's cool, but, um... <laughs> yeah, fucking like, big lug Herman. Like, Herman. They, they, they fucking uh, betray you, like, two times. Even when you side with them. So, no, I'm definitely going to go with the PKs, especially considering I found out you can kill Barney if you go with the PKs. So, uh, I'm killing Barney. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But, yeah. So, the, and that's actually been the only real bug I've come across. And that's the shitty part, too, is that. It is that kind of bug. Yeah, it like. It wasn't like T-posing or something. It was yeah, I didn't a game-breaking bug. I didn't have that, any other mission fuck-ups. I didn't have any, like, zombie, enemy, ally fuck-ups or anything like that. No dialogue or physical glitches. The one bug that, it was like a progression bug in a way, where it was that when you first go to the bazaar, mm -hmm. it says, talk to the people of the bazaar. You talk to all the people that you can, and then it says, still says, talk to them. And you're like who else do I have to talk to? And it's a while before the, the that part of the, the quest continues. Hmm. Like you pretty much have to leave the bazaar and start doing a mission. Oh, and okay. then they, and then they, like I spent like an hour trying to figure out who the fuck I'm supposed to talk to. I didn't to. run into that because when I first started talking kept, to people, the, the icon kept showing me to go to the bazaar and talk to people. And I'm like, I've literally talked to everyone. I thought that, that it I wanted can. me to do a side mission first. So I went and did a side mission with someone. And when I came back, it was like cool and just progressed. Me. That's so kind of what happened. So like, I didn't but it really was, it was confusing. It was like talk to people at the bazaar. And it was like, 
I talk to everyone. It, you think that after talking to someone, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> now what? Yeah. So let's talk about a. Speaking of games that, um, you know, we're talking about game delays and shit. Yeah. You you didn't know about this until I brought it up, but those of you guys that are pirate fans know of the game that Ubisoft is making called Skull and Bones. And if you don't remember, it's okay because they announced it in 2017 and then delayed it indefinitely and never talked about it again. Good Lord. But there are still a handful of people out there that are wondering what the fuck is up with this game. So basically it's a pirate simulation game. And Ubisoft says that don't worry, the game is still in development and it still exists. So, it still exists. Um, in weird news this week, we're going to talk about um, this one chick. She's a pro gamer and she was fired. Because she said men under five foot seven ha- do not have human rights, and if you look at her, she's not an attractive lady herself. She's actually quite uh, strange looking. So yeah, she's a professional Tekken player, which I haven't played that since the fucking nineties. But okay, so and uh, while Nelson takes his piss. We'll be right back. I'm going to make myself another cup of coffee. So anyway, we're back, guys. Um, So we are. There's another topic I actually thought about that I kind of want to talk about. I think that you would enjoy. So do you know what an ASMR stream is? Do you know what ASMR is? Yes. So have you heard of like the ASMR meta on Twitch? No. So lately there's been a thing. There's been a thing on Twitch, and there was this chick. Um, she basically was th- throating a fucking mic. Jesus Christ. And it, everyone was talking about, like, hey, man, you uh, Twitch is allowing this shit, but banning people for very, like, obscure reasons. And actually, I think she got banned from... Ch- yeah, she got banned from Twitch. Let's see. Um, let's see. Actually, I actually want to talk about this bitch real quick. Oh, yeah, she got banned from Twitch after her video of her doing this went viral. Her name is Save a Princess. Let's, uh... Why, why is this going back and forth... Just go back to Google, fucker. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. It was like going up and down the fucking save a princess. <laughs> why? I just can't understand why you would want to like. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is this is her this is her her photo. This one right here. Or right here, yeah. This is the video. This is the video that she went viral for on fucking. Um, she because she does ASMR streams, and let me let me show you. Good lord. Um, let's see. Here's the here's the video. Oh, she deleted the video. Oh no, she didn't. It's. It, what the fuck? Th- things that get deleted don't stay deleted. Oh, stop that. Jesus. And <laughs> she why is she going to town on this fucking mic? Now tell me, I want you to tell me, if you saw that on fucking Twitch, 
like you got you, you're doing shit like that and you and you want to say that like you know twitch isn't promoting like sexualized content I mean, she got banned, so there's that. But I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess. But like, it's just if you're gonna, if this shit's gonna pop up on your platform, I feel so bad for Twitch in the sense of like, how how many people have to do fucked up shit like this before you're just like, fuck it, whatever. Well, the the ASMR meta has been very like strange because if you go to Twitch, and I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. So if you go to Twitch. And I'll I'll pull this up and I'll show it to you. Oh, what happened? What happened to my... Oh, man, my fucking stream deck went crazy just then. Give me a second. Shameful. It, it was swapped profiles on me. That does, That's never happened before. Swapped profiles? Oh. Here. The, uh, so I, my, um, my stream deck has a podcast so I can switch cameras. I got you. So now I'll go to I'll go to Twitch, right? And I'll put in ASMR. Right? So I go to ASMR and it is just loaded with shit like this. Like these chicks with these ear microphones. And it's all like, tell me that this shit isn't like sexualized in some way or another. And then you get this. Here's what the microphone looks like. It's got an ear on each side, right? So I go to the category. And it is nothing but... The, I mean, that one, what is that? Massage ASMR? That's weird. You know what would be a cool ASMR? Chiropractic. On Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's all these... You know someone's going to make a lot of money off your idea just then. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, I, I hope so. I'm not a chiropractor, so I can't I can't capitalize off I, that. I but mean, if you are a chiropractor, I mean, you sure as fuck can. I mean, chiropractor's not real. Oh, dude, I, heard, I know a bunch of guys in the airborne community that swear by it. Yeah, but the, like I also know a bunch of people in you know, in the in the Marines who say don't eat the fucking pink Starburst because it brings bad luck. I mean, doesn't mean you listen to them. I've never heard that. Like random superstitions. That sounds like a Marine thing. A hundred percent. Point is, point is though, is what I'm saying though, is that there's not a whole lot of like science backing up chiropractic. Um, so it's uh. So it's a placebo effect. Oh, 100%. So you I'm not this? saying that cracking your back can't feel good, but like they, 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 uh, there's a lot of misinformation about chiropractic, about how people are like, oh, well, we're going to readjust your spine because your, your posture curves or slashes your spine, or we can fix this like deviation. I was like, dude, do you understand that? Like, I played football for like 14 years. You're like, if that didn't bend or break my spine, me running into people as fast as I can possibly go you pressing hard and making me po making my back crack. But it a little feels bit, good. It, I mean, sure. Some of it does, but I'm just saying like, it's not going to fix your problems. No, it's not going to fix it, but it's going to make it not suck as much. And not really. It doesn't fix your long-term pain at all. Let me fucking live Nelson. No, it's, it's a false form of medicine. I don't like it. Well, you know what? And on TikTok, I've seen some asshole going on, uh, get, uh, doing uh, that shit on like fucking animals. It's like it helps them. I was like, no, it doesn't. And they're not like us. We're like, oh, a placebo effect. Like they think it's helping. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're just torturing animals. I've seen I've seen a guy where um, he had a really 
bad back issue where he was like literally hunched over mm-hmm. and months of chiropractic work straightened his back up. No, that that is muscle problems because you chiropractic is not fixing your bones at all. It doesn't. It has no effect on your bones. None at all. No. Well, not maybe not so, in the bones, but what about the ligaments and the discs? Do, so let me ask you something. Um, so let's say you you hurt something on your body, right? Do you think you pressing on it is going to just fix the issue? That's what chiropractic is doing. Well, the chiropractic can be used to, to uh, like a slip disc, put it back in place. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but like, does that mean that uh, putting a shoulder back into its socket is chiropractic? I think it is, isn't it? No, because you do that at a hospital with real doctors. Um, point is, is that, um, and don't get me wrong, there are some chiropractors out there who are very honest and they're like, hey, listen, you know, you have to stretch, you have to do stuff that is like real shit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're all they're all like scammers. I'm just saying that there's a lot of them out there, though, that give a lot of really fucked up information. And they're like, oh, well, uh, th- this is going to help fix your back. I was like, dude, you pressing on it? Also, too, not to mention, too, have you seen all that shit with, like, the ankle stuff? Someone, yeah. Someone was like, so they're not even popping your ankle. They put it on a board. Is and, that what that loud pop is? Yeah, it's not your ankle. However, though, the memes and the TikToks about it are hilarious. They but are. They are yeah. hilarious. They're fucking hilarious. But, like, they, they put it on a board. And the board is what makes the pop because when you press down, the support for the board is designed to give way and then the board you know makes lots yeah. lots clacking noise so that's what it is they're not doing really anything to your ankle that's that's actually kind of interesting because i i mean i i had a feeling like there's no way that, that person is literally popping the ankle like that no you would fuck that ankle up if you did that and, and the issue is because the human body is a lot more sturdy than we think it is and so like you pressing on it is not going to magically fix a spine you know what i mean that that guy probably also went through a lot of physical therapy that you were talking about. Well, it wasn't just the chiropractic. It was like the guy was like his specialty was was spinal stuff. Right. So like it was a combination between that and chiropractics mm-hmm. and all in all it straightened him up. Because right. a lot of people when they have like back issues, if there's something wrong like a compressed disc, they really can't fix that. Your 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 those two vertebrae will just fuse together over time and then the pain will go away. Well, unless you have arthritis like me, and then it never goes away. So let's. Well, that's because you jumped out of airplanes. Yeah, I know. And that's your fault. I know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about our topics now. For once. For once, because we're you know we're over an hour in and we haven't. So we're going to talk about Battlefield. So Yay. EA admits Battlefield 2042 failed to meet expectations, and they is because of Halo and COVID. Of course, has nothing to do with the company. So EA said that in a report about internal discussion regarding Battlefield 2041, what? 2042 damn ign typo right which apparently cited halo infinite and COVID as contributing reasons for the game's failings did not correctly reflect the tone of the meeting so in a statement to pc gamer ea's communications vp john reesberg said these stories are not accurately capturing the discussion in the context which was an in-depth and very humble internal conversation about the recent battlefield launch it was about key learnings and actions we were taking, not blaming external factors. So why did you bring up COVID and Halo then? I mean, I can understand why COVID... Uh, so, how about this? Legitimately speaking, those totally could have been factors. I'm not lying. 
Like, so, they, but this, here's what they said in the meeting: they blame the failure of the game on factors such as Halo Infinite's launch and the ongoing COVID pandemic. So, let me ask them: the only reason why I say that is because if it is false and they aren't directly saying it like that, then I I could understand why they're like, "Hey, what the fuck, guys?" You know what I mean? But at the same time, too, though, if that's the reason why they think it did poorly, that's a problem. But to say that like the the pandemic didn't affect it at all, mm, to say I can know, understand the pandemic. And I can, I guess, I can understand the launch, but at the same time, a franchise like Halo is a big, is a big, you know, name. Yeah, Battlefield also is a big name. True, and I agree. And so it's not like a, you know, a, a mid-sized developer who's like, hey, you know, we're we're trying to get this franchise on its feet here, you know, a brand new a brand new product, and you know, Halo would get in the way of that. Totally, I agree with that. But you're right though, like because people weren't anticipating the new Battlefield game. Like, you know, Battle, we, here's the thing. Battlefield fans are true to the name. Like true. They, and they, they are diehard like Battlefield fans. Look at Eldridge. Like you got <laughs> I know he defended that game until he couldn't anymore. Oh, 100 percent. I knew he I knew it eventually get to that point. Um, um, I lost faith in Battlefield 2042 as soon as one of the first patches came in. And it didn't do shit. And it did, well, it made it worse. It literally made it. So he said that it, they fixed it. I haven't played it since then. And so I don't care. But like, well, the, 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 the other thing that's hurting is the new content's not rolling out till fucking March. Good lord! Like their first the seat and I think season one mm-hmm. for Battlefield um, was delayed till May. So lord, so you like are, the first real group of string of content is coming out in the summer. So it's like yo, it, like you're not that's saving a, shit from that point. Yeah, no, you're not. But like. As soon as they didn't fix the SMGs right away, because that that should have been day one. Fuck, we fucked that up. We gotta fix that. You know what I mean? Right. And then you decrease the amount of damage that people do to vehicles with certain with that fifty cal sniper, and that was about it. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Here's an interesting thing that I just saw with this, uh, with a, one of the with the factors that they're bringing in of why twenty forty two wasn't good. So they said that one of the factors was apparently the Frostbite engine, which I've actually heard this on multiple games that EA has pushed out. And that was actually what, um, and I said that after Anthem was finally killed off that we wouldn't talk about this anymore, mm-hmm. but Anthem failed because of the Frostbite engine. That was one of the reasons why they couldn't get Anthem to perform the way that they were promising was because they were forced to use the Frostbite engine. EA put it out, and they changed after Anthem's failure on this statement. But EA said that all games going forward are going to be using the Frostbite engine. Which, it was one of the developers at Anthem compared the Frostbite engine to, like, compared, like, game engines to, like, you know, sports cars. So, it was like, imagine, like, trying to use a, like, basically trying to... uh, use a formula one like the frostbite engine is a formula one racer Mm -hmm. and they were trying to make all the components of a formula one racer work in a mustang it's just not or like or like a fucking volkswagen beetle it's not going to work and they said that the frostbite engine what it does it does well but the thing is, the Frostbite engine apparently is kind of like the Unreal Engine, where the tools that are used for like development are extremely hard, are extremely um, not confusing, but extremely um, specific. They're they're difficult to use. Okay. And 
the frostbite engine is they said that is m- mainly um geared towards first person shooters like you wouldn't use the f- like it graphically sure it looks good but the tools used to make the game work to make all the um the coding work the way it should it works best in first person shooters well they also said that the reason why that the frostbite engine had to go under a massive update so the update reportedly sucked up 18 months of development time all new tech was basically a new engine which yeah i mean i can understand yeah and i but can understand a, that that would so they went back the frostbite version that they were on was so old they had to go back and update so it was basically putting a, the game in a new engine so they were with very little time this using a new engine once again as i said delay delay the game because unfortunately now and and this is exactly what i was talking about let's say two years from now they really beef up 2042 to make it a awesome as they promised game right mm-hmm. fuck them it's too late you know what i mean like what seriously if you just delayed it by a year sure people would moan and groan but when you release it just be like hey listen this is what happened you know, if they right. just told people like, "Hey, this is kind of outside of us building the game," right? And, and that know? that goes back to and what I said. That would be a legitimate excuse if you were to tell people after you release, after the delay, "Hey, sorry for the delay. This is what happened. External factors that had nothing to do with us that we just can't control." People would be like, "Fuck, I, you know, okay, you know." But you released a good product. But now, Battlefield twenty forty two communication is, is key for this kind of shit. It's even worse off than Battlefield five was, and Battlefield five was hot garbage. Oh, I know. On a stick. If if EA or DICE or whoever, you know, is it's definitely EA that's in charge of, like, you know, this kind of stuff. Right. And I'm willing to bet that EA made the decision to not delay it. And, you know, because they're like, we're competing in a, in a hot market right now and stuff and blah, blah, blah. If they could have... Communication... If you, the, the gamers are as equally understanding as they are volatile. Oh, definitely. And the reason why I say that is because... You know, people that are passionate about like a certain game, like for example, the Battlefield community. If you were to come, if you were to just be honest and say, "We have to delay Battlefield because the Frostbite engine needed to be updated, and it took 18 months for that update to finally be finished," and we're basically making the game off of a whole new engine, we have to start at a certain point, and it's going to set us back significantly. If you can give the gamers that kind of ex- explanation, they'll be more understanding and forgiving of a delay. Yes, it, will it suck? 100%, because we are selfish like that. And I can admit that. But it's like, it's like look at the fans of, like, the Elder Scrolls series. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, they would fans s- of that have been waiting for a next Elder Scrolls game for, for fucking de- for a over decade. a decade. Yeah. And it, even if you were to ask them right now, including myself, what if it got delayed? Okay, then it gets delayed. You know, but here's the thing. I want the game to be good. You know, and that's all they care and about. And free of the typical Bethesda. We want the Bethesda to do it right. I, I'm not going to lie. Some we, of the Bethesda bugs are still so awesome. I just. They are. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 some of the Bethesda glitches are funny because, you are know. hilarious. Because a lot of times Bethesda glitches aren't game breaking. They're just Unless like. Unless they're Fallout 76 ones. Well, that was a totally different ballpark. That's not like, yeah, hey, we poured a lot of love and soul into this we game. We did the bare minimum you and tried I mean? to roll out with that. Yeah, 100%. But like, it's like um, seeing like an NPC who's not relevant to the story, who's not relevant to side quests or something important, just like 
come from the gr- come from the sky and hover into the ground and disappear forever like that's hilarious like i i, I can't pretend that that wasn't funny when i saw that no you know what it, i mean it's it bethesda glitches are so funny especially in skyrim because then you have like the the is someone there like the 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 very typical tagline from npcs i saw a video where a guy like caused two npcs to fight each other and mm-hmm. argue and then like get into combat with each other and it started off they were arguing and then like when the combat sequence started one of them like is someone there and it's the other funny thing about Skyrim is if you notice this and you pay attention, it, it doesn't really take much to notice this. A lot of the voice actors are the same guy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, the same. There's like the, there's like fifteen people doing voice acting for like hundreds and, and, and hundreds of NPCs. <laughs> and so if you get a big fight going on, I remember uh, I was using like uh, master rank illusion spells, so I it was like getting everyone to fight, and like ten of the guys in the fight are the same dude talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's ten ten voice actors of the same guy. It's the same dude speaking for like ten people for different. Yeah, and it's just like it. I, it was so funny, but yes, uh, we we welcome a delay more than we lo- we welcome a broken piece of shit. Oh, a hundred percent. And unfortunately for um for EA here, Battlefield twenty forty two. I a hundred percent. I'm I'm not saying they should do this however i'm saying that for their workers sanity they probably should do this i would just scrap the whole thing i'm not saying shut down the servers like just you know let people play if they want to fucking play it i wouldn't put any more content out for it i wouldn't waste any more money on it i would just be like cool on to the next one because it is so fucked up and your launch is already fucked up especially for a game like this this isn't even like no man's sky where sure i personally am gonna be like ah well fuck that game because they didn't do it right you know I'm at the point where, you know, 2042 is an online multiplayer game. That's all the content there is for it. You know what I mean? The There's con- not much there for it. The content is only going to be playing on there with other people. And now that you fucked up the launch and that you show that you're totally inept when trying to update it and patch it, now no one's going to care. And so no one's going to play it. So now it doesn't matter if you make the end product a beautiful golden masterpiece. You know what I mean? Now it's like it's still dead. First impressions are lasting impressions, especially in gaming. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, even if they came out with it and let's say that it wasn't the best, right? And then they fix, uh, you know, the, the couple of the big things and then they start pushing content with, you know, patches to fix whatever bugs or whatever issues are coming up or balancing, you know, that's fine because I would have been like, cool. You know what I mean? Imagine if the very first Battlefield 2042 update was an SMG fix a sniper fix and a vehicle health, like the dominance of the vehicle. Just those three things alone. Those three things alone made the game feel a lot better. What would have made people stay on the game? It would have made me stay on the game. You know what I mean? But no, they didn't do that. They fucked it up further and they just, well, that horse is dead. So let's stop beating it, but we are going to beat up Nintendo today. No, no, hopefully not get sued in the process. But, um, so Nintendo, um, announced that they're shutting down the 3DS and Wii U eShop stores in March 2023, which we kind of touched on. Yeah. So, um, and starting in May, you will no longer be able to add funds via credit card to a 3DS and Wii U eShop account. On August 29th, it will also no longer be possible to use prepaid eShop cards to add funds as well. So they're slowly rolling this out to where you can't buy anything after August. I kind of understand. Well, you can if you put the money in, but if after that, like, you can't put more money in and you can't buy it. I kind of understand for the Wii U, like, because that console was pretty 
I mean, no, it's like we've moved on. Yeah. But there are still people that play this shit, and then especially Nintendo games. Nintendo's an anomaly when it comes to like classic games. Oh well, it's because they have their own style and own version of making game that is entirely, admittedly, is their own creation. They came up with it, they made it, they popularized it, and they patented it. So no one's going to be able to encroach on their territory, so they can do what they want. And granted, I know that like Eldridge is a little bit more hostile towards them. I'm kind of okay with Nintendo. I I can definitely respect that they have, for better or worse, stuck to what they know how to do. And but their business practice with some of this is just very. It's like well, there were some very things, anti-consumer. Well, there were some things that were very fucking weird. It's like the idea of like people talking about their games or having any kind of music about their games on like YouTube. I thought was weird. There's been a lot of Japanese companies doing shit like this, like uh, Funimation. Uh, yeah, with the uh, Toho Animation. Yeah, which like, by the way, that guy won his appeals. Fuck yeah. Like, that's awesome, but, like, it's just the idea that, like, I I don't understand. Sure, I I understand in terms of, like, if other companies are trying to use your shit, yeah, fuck them. Like, gotcha. Cool beans. But, like, when you have a YouTuber who gets on and talks nothing but praise about your about your product and about your company, about what you do, and they have nothing but love for your product, why are you going to antagonize them? It's it's weird. I don't understand it. And some of the stuff for uh, Nintendo, I think, I think now especially, um, Nintendo is in a pretty safe zone in terms of uh, game publishing and game creation. In terms of they have their stuff, and, and you can only get their stuff from them, and that's fine, right? Um, to be fair, a lot of companies like we rag on people like Ubisoft, but Ubisoft games, no one likes them anymore. So. Um, no, that's nobody t- likes Ubisoft anymore, not even the Ubisoft employees, which was the topic I was going to talk about, but I, I didn't want to keep beating on old topics because the employees are revolting against Ubisoft over the NFT shit. So Good, good. That's, that's good to hear. And that's um, all you need to know about that. <laughs> but, um, but in general, though, it's just like Nintendo's in a very safe spot, but they're also in a very precarious spot because Nintendo is the monopoly juggernaut of a finite resource. Right. And uh, what I mean by that is Mario games, uh, Kirby games, general Nintendo shit, uh, Legend of Zelda, Smash Brothers, Mario Party, anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. The issue is, is is that it's like people, it's like I remember uh, uh, Zero Punctuation kind of covered this a little bit. Um, there was a guy, uh, Yahtzee, who does like a bunch of game reviews, and he was talking about it. And what are you looking for? I had a hair in my mouth. You have a trash can, don't you? Yeah, I don't. No, it's, it's, be- it's, it's, it's full. It's behind Tim. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's behind Tim. But it's up, Tim. But um, anyway, so like the issue is though is, is that he talked about like uh, Super Mario Galaxy a long time ago when it came out, right? He's like, no, it's a good game. He's like, it's awesome. You know, it's it's it is. And then they came out with Super Mario Galaxy two, and he's like, hey, you know, we're kind of reaching the end of the idea trough right because now the issue is well we did you know the original super mario stuff that's fine right no problem the the pipes and then the fucking worlds and then cool and then we moved on to like super mario 64 again no problem right you know brand new age cool let's go for it and then you know we had things like mario party super smash brothers which were all really awesome games still even are today right but how many mario karts can you come out with before it becomes annoying how, yeah, how many Mario worlds can you come out with? How many Mario parties can you come out with? 
you you can only do so much with that with that name with that brand you know? right exactly you know i mean it's like then they did other stuff too like luigi's mansion which is awesome and then again how many luigi's mansions are we going to come out with and the word and i think i know where you're getting at with this you know what i mean when, they, when, when you have like independent people like come up with their own idea with that brand they and, made super mario maker for god's sakes they're running out of ideas so now it's coming to the point where they're they can't be as frugal or nice to the consumer now they kind of have to they're going into survival mode because yeah nintendo will never be overtaken but it's even like pokemon it's like you know pokemon is really cool i'm not gonna lie 100 percent. did i buy uh so cool that you you often choose not to go after a perpetrator you know <laughs> what so it's so cool that you uh, choose to play Pokemon instead oh, of chasing, true. Yeah. Oh, chasing yeah. a perpetrator. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, it's a fucking Snorlax. But, um, but you know, and, like that stuff is cool, and that's really good. That's awesome. But like the issue then you run into is, again, how many Pokemon games are we going to come out with before it dies? My guess is they probably got two, two more in them. Uh, maybe more than that. It's hard to say. Pokemon is one of those things that's well, been around for so fucking long. Well, Same with, with anything in Nintendo. Well, the issue is, is that... Every nin- every new Nintendo game is selling worse than the last in terms of popularity, in terms of quality, everything. That's true. Um, the I think the only thing that got better was the latest Smash Brothers, and again, they're kind of like running out of ideas to do now. Oh, they're, like, they're, they only have their final expansion is coming up. No, they're not doing anymore after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like, like the last the last um, what do they call the. Uh, characters they call them what heroes or whatever the fuck i don't think they call them heroes but call them something but like the let the oh. the, the, the character that they introduced that's being added to smash brothers there's only one more left and i forgot who it is but the point is is that they're reaching a point where sure they're very safe in the fact that yeah you're right 100 percent. i'm gonna make money off mario because if you want a mario game you come to me for it and that's it but the issue is though is, is that where we're now that you've gone to fucking space where are you gonna take mario I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of all of this stuff and creating a finite, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so they said, however, users still can redeem download codes until March 2023. Additionally, after the eShop shuts down, users will still be able to re-download content they already own and download existing software updates. But you can't, you can't get it. You can't buy more shit. Yeah. I mean, at least you can re-download stuff. Like it's not like oh if you don't have it on your console get bent you know this is weird to commemorate the history of nintendo ds a 3ds and wii u nintendo has launched a website for users to reminisce on their memories with them both systems have been known for providing homes for nintendo legacy content like the wii u virtual console so nintendo initially confirmed that will only be releasing classic content through nintendo switch online membership which apparently um sucks Basically, you have to pay like a premium price to get like, uh, nin- like classic Nintendo games, but apparently they are not optimized well for the I Switch. I don't know. So Nintendo currently has no other plans to distribute legacy content in other ways. However, Nintendo deleted this answer shortly after it went live. Nintendo currently has no announced plans to distribute legacy content in other ways. So you have to subscribe to their legacy content, which is like basically getting. A PlayStation Plus membership, but for Nintendo, and we we talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you remember it, but they uh, basically it's like a subscription 
that's similar to Game Pass, but it's only like Nintendo games. And the more money you pay, the more content you get. Here, let's let's actually dive into this. Well, I talked about it a little bit that they had like some legacy games from fucking um, like different eras and stuff, and that's fine. Like, but a lot of the ones that you were definitely looking for weren't in there. So the classic game library um, reaches 100 plus games for Nintendo. Let's see. No, oh, this is in May of 2021. When the fuck did we talk about this? Um, shit. There was, like, what was there? Let's see. It was like a Nintendo Switch online expansion pack. That's what it was. So... People were actually pretty pissed off about this because they were like basically paywalling all of the, you know, all of the legacy content behind this expansion pack. Yeah, and it was not that ever. People weren't pretty weren't happy about this because the pricing was pretty nuts. Um, ah, oh fuck, I'm having a hard time finding it, but just for time's sake, we're just gonna leave it at that. People were just weren't happy about it. It was, it it, it kind of sucks because it was like, if you want to play all the old classic shit. You're gonna have to pay like, I forgot. I think it was like seventy bucks for a family plan or some shit like Fuck. that. And it was just it sucked because it was like, and and the worst part about it was that the games that they came out weren't optimized well for the Switch. I bet so they like you weren't. played Mario sixty four on this thing, mm-hmm. and it was you didn't own the games. The games would often just rotate out too, so they would just be there for like a month, and then the next month you get something else. So that's that was people weren't really happy about that at all. So let's talk about the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, next gen update. Um, so Eurogamer actually covered a little bit on this. Let's uh, load into this and talk about it. So the next patch, next gen patch, changes nothing that matters according to these guys. So, writing anything good about Cyberpunk 2077 feels like a little defeating, defending the indefensible. So, it did launch with its next gen, and it was a disaster when it did launch, because current gen at the time, was it was not. You couldn't play it on fucking PS4 and Xbox One. It was unplayable. Really unplayable. So, the purpose of the whole update was a quality of life. Which, you know, like this person even says, is a term I've come to loathe. Which some people are like, man, why? There's no content here. It's quality of life. Me, I I played it once, and I put it down because I was waiting for this update. Because I'm like, I'll play it again in a different way, even though I know that like my path won't change. But I was going to give myself enough time away from the game to play the next-gen update to appreciate it. Right. I didn't want to spend too much time into the game. So, Cyberpunk 2077 players have a terrible quality of life and much more furor. What does that mean? Aside from its occasional uh, thoughtful um, observations about its tone, has been about that. Some of it's reasonable. Why don't crowds react to you properly? Why are some perks a bit useless? Which was true. Why does this motorcycle turn like a bus? And some less. Why can't I have auto walk button? Why don't cars have realistic driving patterns when I look through them with a telescope but two miles away? 
So the patch is an attempt at getting to all of that. There are more realistic crowd behaviors, although honestly, only kind of. I mean, this is this person's opinion. I've seen the footage of it. It does look way better than it used to. Okay. Because like the the NPCs, whenever they would walk, and I've seen this, they would walk in a linear pattern back and forth to like simulate crowd movement. Like more people, yeah. And they would walk in the same fashion. And they would just walk back and forth and like as if they were like they promised like this game and like NPCs all have a random pattern with them and none of them did. So I'm actually going to be playing this next gen update soon. Just to see for myself like exactly how well the quality of life changes are. Right. So, I mean this this person's just giving their fucking opinion. Honestly, this is just an opinion piece. I don't care. I want to know just the details. So they uh, they overhauled the map, I guess. Oh, and they cut the price down by 50%. Please save this game. <laughs> so Extreme, here's, a, here's a, uh, a, a media page that we haven't actually ever looked at. So they said that um, many have pointed out the incredible work CPR did on the Witcher games that evidenced Cyberpunk would be a success, which even there was even a developer that was with um, CD Projekt Red that said that they when they made Cyberpunk this whole um, reveling on like relying on the success of a previous title it's like well we made it work with this we can make it work with this was such a bullshit statement because and he even said it just like that is a bullshit statement because that was kind of luck that you know the 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 magic of CDPR worked well for The Witcher. It'll work well from going going forward. But no, it's not going to. Mm. And this game's an example of that. So let's see. Um, so the new patch, which is the the big the, patch, yeah, right, includes a ton of fixes for bugs and shortcomings, as well as new performance modes for next gen consoles. The game will include a performance mode for Xbox One X and PS Five that runs 4K and 60 FPS. Alternatively, you can enable ray tracing mode for more realistic lighting, but this mode only runs at 1440p and 30fps. Which some people were saying, this mode looks better in ways. Well, I can understand that too, because uh, what was it for? For the more realistic lighting? Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see how much glowing shit is in Cyberpunk? Yes. Like, 4K may not... It may, may not, not translate well. Yeah, exactly. Like... Especially if you if lighting is gonna be such a big deal, that'd be like saying like, "Hey, we're gonna make something like Outlast." So this is what they uh, said: 4K, but like that is a game that is very heavy on lighting and the importance of how well the lighting is translated into the world. So I could see why something like Cyberpunk or even something like you know Outlast, mm -hmm. which admittedly Outlast is an old game, but I could understand why a mode like that would look a lot better. So. They even said even at a lower frame rate, ray tracing mode looks fantastic. That's one of Cyberpunk 2077's strengths. The game world looks vibrant and alive. Sadly, that's just a glamorous facade on a game that's still surprisingly shallow. Essentially, what they're going to get into is the fact that there really isn't much content. There's none that was added. CDPR added a surprising number of basic features in a hefty 50 gigabyte one, uh, 1 1.5 patch. The sort of things that should be there at launch. For example, you can finally change your character's hairstyle, and doing things like showering and sleeping actually give you gameplay buffs. 
Night City Real Estate has opened up as well, giving V more options for apartments and upgrades. So the devs didn't completely ignore the underlying issues in Night City. The combat AI is smarter, allowing enemies to seek effective cover rather than leaving themselves hilariously exposed, and drivers will finally try to get away if you start shooting at them in traffic. You definitely won't see any major DLC content in this patch, which is unfortunate given the amazing job CDPR did with The Witcher 3. It's uncertain at this point when or even if if Cyberpunk will see new storylines. They spent the last year just trying to make the game playable. On one hand, I can appreciate this. On the other hand, it's like, I, for me, for a gamer, like, yeah, we all want more content. Right. This is why I recommended people that if you if you were playing it, wait, just wait. Like if you were starting to play it, I even said if you started playing it, just stop. Even though I said one of the things that I did say, Cyberpunk is one of the most addicting, shitty games I've ever played, because I got very stuck into like. <laughs> The narrative was actually surprisingly decent, even though in parts it wasn't great. But I will say that, like, you know, the story is the, really the only thing that kept me going. Um, but the one thing that kind of stopped me from, you know, playing it even more was the fact that side there wasn't very much to do, like the side quests where you get to a certain point where your side quests are just buying cars. I mean, and then then you have to finish the story. Yeah, true. And I mean, I get you. It's just. So the game wasn't horrible. I mean, then again, I was also playing on PS5. This one's in a very different state, though, because this is a single player game. Right. So I I still do not condone the practice of this. So I'm not taking it back for this. Um, I'm not buying it. But um, but overall, though, they could save this game, whereas like 2042, you're not saving that because there's no salvage there. No, no salvage. But you know where there is salvage, maybe? Skull and Bones. Are you sure it's a Ubisoft game? Dude, that's the biggest thing that has me thinking that this game's going to suck. <laughs> is that Ubisoft is handling it? And they've, if they, <laughs> like, I, everyone thought maybe this game was just DOA, like dead in the water, like pun intended. So they said that it still exists and development on the long adrift pirate simulation is going well, quote unquote quote-unquote, which I have heard otherwise, and it should release this fiscal year. So you remember Skull and Bones, which you probably don't. Ubisoft's beleaguered pirate adventure might be seemingly been adrift since 2017, but the publishers now reckons it definitely reached some reach port sometime in the next fiscal year, for real this time. For real, because they've said this <laughs> multiple times in the last few years. Jesus. So the claim during the last year, last night's quarterly earnings call, which generally weren't looking fantastic for the French publisher, sales were down 31% year over year, with Far Cry 6 and, and Riders Republic unable to match the bar set by Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion last year, which this one is not that great, but it's not nearly as bad as this one. Watch Dogs was a dumpster fire. Ubisoft is bullish about its next quarter, which will include recently released Rainbow Six Extraction, which everyone's already over it, Valhalla's Ragnarok expansion, which no one understands because we're kind of diving away from the historical reasons that Assassin's Creed was exist- exists and just diving straight into like legitimate mythology. I mean, honest to God, like... 
I wouldn't mind if they did because the Assassin's Creed part of Assassin's Creed always sucked. Well, that the fact is the real world. If you really want to dive into Norse mythology, there's kind of already a game out like that. It's called God of War. True, but um, but and it and it dives into that mythology way better than I think Ubisoft ever could. Well, I mean, um, uh, it depends because. God of War did a lot of things with Norse mythology that were kind of bullshit. I understand that they're changing it on purpose, so there's I don't right. hate I don't hate it. But um, if you want to go into like more legitimate mythology and really follow it, Assassin's Creed does have a good like opening for that. But uh, God of War is a little different because sure, while they they follow the main basic components of it. There, but there, there's so many changes, and again, it's not bad. I'm not criticizing it because it's a it's a different story. They're they're taking their take on Norse mythology. That's fine. It's just like how in Greek mythology, Zeus doesn't die. They're basically right? translating the fall of the Norse gods because it was actually because of Kratos. Yeah, not and, because of which like, is which is still weird though because technically speaking, in Norse mythology, Magni and Modi, who we both kill, they survive Ragnarok. They, they survive Ragnarok. They're actually um, one of they're actually two of like several that survive Ragnarok. Um, there's not a ton of gods that survive there's but, about six but it's like uh balder survives ragnarok uh technically he technically he survives because he lives he amongst midgard and then dies he technically does not survive ragnarok because he's the reason why it started um well his death is the reason why it started but he he technically gets brought back so that's why it's kind of like he does but he doesn't <laughs> See, um, and then, yeah, like you said, Magni and Modi survive. Yeah, and they, and they, they, outright, they outright survive, and they they were actually noted as two of the gods that were, that were trying to help humanity after the fall. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's kind of odd that, like, eh, we just killed them. And you're like... And they were dickheads. Yeah, and they were they were assholes. Like, fuck. And, and I understand that, like, what they're trying to do here is kind of what they did in God of War, the original God of Wars. Shit. Um, to where, like... Uh, Odin's fear and hate kind of has poisoned everybody. You mean Zeus? Well, it was Zeus pr prior, but they also there was also a bit more of a there was a bit more of a Pandora's box reference there. That when there was an entire game about Pandora's box. Well, what I what I meant by that was not just that. Sure, Zeus was a dickhead, and he was a dickhead in, in normal mythology too, but. Zeus really fell off when Pandora's box was opened because all of those evils were released back into the world and that affected Zeus and made everyone a dickhead and made everyone super fearful and, and irrational and doing dumb shit. Have you played the original God of War games? Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why. Oh, I, was, I thought you were like, talking about like an, Greek mythology. No, here. no, that was an, ex, that was an explanation as to why in God of War, why all this stuff happened, right? Because people like Hades, Hades, granted, again, I know that it's their own take on mythology here but like hades wasn't a dickhead in greek mythology no he wasn't he was a he, he was, was actually, actually he was he, actually probably one of the only like legitimate down-to-earth people and the worst uh, he only was kind of the way he was because he, he it was weird because like in north in greek mythology hades is just a damaged soul essentially but he was still he was still stricken fair. by grief he but was he was fair, fair yeah. to everybody like the, like there are almost no Actually, there are no stories of him screwing over mortals, screwing over other people. Um, there was the whole thing about uh, Persephone being kidnapped by Hades, and no one knows how he did it, but I think it's just that she didn't want to be around her mother anymore um, because Demeter's kind of uh, a spiteful bitch. 
Um, <laughs> hey, I'm going to fuck everyone over because I don't get to see my daughter for like four months. And it's like, really? So, but like Hades wasn't a dick to anybody. Poseidon was kind of an asshole, but not like that big of an, you know, he wasn't that big of an asshole. Right. And so they explained the differences in behavior via Pandora's box. And that's, and that made sense. Um, in Norse mythology with Kratos and Atreus, it, I don't know why, like Odin was just kind of an asshole. You know, you ever think that maybe Odin is became the way he was because Kratos ended up there? I don't know. He um, was he was a god from another from another culture. Mm-hmm. Kind of just fell upon a culture he doesn't actually belong in and it's kind of set things in a weird way. So the re- so I do believe that that could be it. like the the aggression definitely could be like, "Hey, so how about this? Um Emir uh, Mimir noted hey you're the ghost of sparta holy shit like they knew about him right oh his presence him being there their their automatic assumption is they're here he's here for us yeah 100 percent. like i'm not gonna lie sure admittedly kratos is kind of turned over a new leaf but they don't know that exactly they don't know that they they know or have had word or rumors or whatever that the ghost of Sparta, who destroyed the entirety of the Greek pantheon, with the exception of Aphrodite, which I don't know what the fuck she's doing anymore. She's just yeah. There. I, <laughs> I thought of that too. I'm like, what happens to Aphrodite? Like, where did she? She's go? just there. And then she, you don't kill her. She just kind of goes away, and yeah. then you never hear from her again. And then just like, okay, all of Olympus has fallen, and yep, there's there is a god roaming around so what was she's up, technically what a titan but you know technically yes but um but yeah she's there and that's it that is all like that that's just her and so don't, wait don't they actually so here's one thing that i wish god of war the new one explained because at the end there's a post-credit scene of god of war 3 when kratos stabs himself like at the end and then the credits roll at the end of the credits, the very long post credit, the very long credit scene, post credits, goes back to the rock where he stabbed himself, and sees he's not there, and there's a trail of blood leading to the ocean, or leading to the sea. So that leaves speculation to believe that Kratos is still alive. But then you start off God of War, the new one. He's in fucking, uh, he's in Midgard. Why? How did he get there? And they didn't explain it in the game. In fact, they did explain it in like, um, like this this extra content, which was in the form of like a digital comic book. Okay. Which I don't. I didn't actually read into it because I don't know. And the chick that found him, I can't remember her name, who ends up being a giant. Atreus' mother. His wife. Yeah, his wife. His wife found him apparently and shielded him. Because I think she knew that if they if the gods knew that he was there, they would uh, they would freak out. And I think it's explained in the game the reason why the god like Kratos' presence. Because when the when the mother died and they chopped down the tree, the shield that was protecting them from being seen by the gods was mm-hmm. gone. Yep, and it caused a huge stir. Like, oh shit, Krat- the the ghost of Sparta is here now. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, 100%. and that's why and that's why Balder went to go see for himself. Is this true? Is he here? And it's causing everything to act funny. Everything's acting now, weird. Now, granted, though, um, that is a good explanation as to why like the gods are like, 
send people after him. You know, like, what the fuck's happening? What's going on? The immediate aggression to a completely neutral third party. Which they don't know is neutral. Of course, but still. I just want to be left alone, boy. Yeah. yeah. Now, the weird thing, though, is that Mimir, throughout the game, though, has has shown that Zeus has had this mental decline the entire time. Um, back when he was at war with the uh, the Vanir and the Aesir, um, uh, when he uh, got... You, are you talking about Odin? Yeah, Odin. You said Zeus. Oh, fuck, whatever. Um, b- uh, when Odin, you know, the war between the Vanir and the Aesir, um, and Odin learning the magic from Freya and his marriage to her, you know, it showed that he was malicious and was outright hostile the entire time you know he always had a mental decline now granted some of that is him trying to prevent ragnarok his obsession of trying to prevent it you mean yeah um and so they don't really break it down like now i would have understood if there was kind of a divide like maybe someone like it's like 100 like in the mythology Thor isn't outwardly hostile to anyone except for the Frost Giants, right? Well, Thor has always been noted to be, like, a drunkard kind of... True, but he's also noted as the protector of humanity. Yes. So that's kind of odd that, you know, he's just cool with uh, Big Daddy Odin saying, all right, go fucking kill him. You know what I mean? Now, granted, he doesn't know... Like, obviously, he doesn't think of Kratos as a human, which is fair, because he's not <laughs> right which is fair but um it's just the idea though that like and he killed his fucking his sons all three of them all of them um three balder balder's all well i don't, I don't know, know if balder's thor's son in this in this in the well ex- excuse me so i i fucked that up odin uh odin is technically in the mythology, that that was my mistake. Uh, Odin is the father of all of them. So his brother and his two sons. Which is why they call him the All-Father. Right. Uh, well, actually, that's not why they call him the All-Father. No, I know that's not why they okay. call him that. But, um, but so in general, though, like I can understand why the whole thing about Ragnarok means why Odin is kind of being an asshole. But like it's just kind of odd that like they are hostile to everybody about everything for no matter what. You know what I mean? But it's still also not explained if that's how they've always been. It was, though. Oh, yeah, it was. Because Mimir talks about it. He's like, yeah, you know, Odin was nice for a time to Freya and then fucked her over. And then, you know. Did you hear the theory that the world serpent is actually Kratos? Really? Yes. I'm and not- there's even like a whole thing where someone, you know, when they when they first find Jormungandr, that he... Uh, you know how like he has that really loud fucking he says something in another language but apparently someone said if you listen really closely he you hear him say I know you ghost of Sparta and I actually heard it too when I when I when I said that I said listen he says I know I know you ghost of Sparta or some shit like that hmm. and so there's this theory because Atreus, if you look at the at the end when he pulls that curtain aside, when he sees that, you know, Kratos dies and a serpent comes out of Kratos. Now, if you look at mythology, Jormungandr is the son of Loki. 
Loki is the father of Jormungandr. Right. So basically, this could Which be their way. Loki's got to get on with a horse and he's got to make it's, hell. He's got a weird. He's going to have to do some. They've already been in hell. No, hell is the the goddess. Oh, the goddess. Yeah. Yeah. No, hell is so the goddess. The uh, in in the game, if you notice, like in that, like before the Yakuza credits at the end, when he like pulls that that drape aside and he sees that it is foreseen that Kratos falls and Atreus saves him by re and he basically Atreus is over him and a snake is coming out of him. So there's this th- theory that Jormungandr is actually Kratos, and the birthing of Jormungandr from Loki, who was Atreus, is Atreus saving his saving Kratos. So so there's a lot of things that they could go off of that, if that's the case, because then that explains why there would be a po- the post credit sequence of Thor approaching the house. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, if it comes to like Norse gods that could take Kratos, Thor is probably one of two. That Who's could the li- other? Maybe Odin. Maybe because Odin's also supposed to be r- fucking retarded powerful. Um, oh yeah, but um, but yeah, the only one that I legitimately think could go toe to toe with Kratos would be Thor. Like Balder, w- which was kind of odd that they chose Balder to be like that kind of like emissary, um, in the first game because in mythology Balder is the the god of light and beauty. And is, that fight scene, by the way, and is wimpy, 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 and then his mom makes everything swear not to hurt him. Um, so that's weird. I do like that they did play off of that, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of weird that he's so powerful. I would have, I would have liked if he was less powerful, but was annoying in the fact that yes, you just couldn't kill him. You know, but that was and he was more, curse. it was more harassment of the party rather than Balder might out, outright kill you. You know what I mean? That fight scene was pretty crazy. I like just it, I liked I liked that that opening fight scene with Balder because it was like it just it highlighted the power between them both. I also don't get me wrong. I like the fact that Kratos is a little bit slower now instead of just fucking hopping around. Because if we had God of War three Kratos's feats going up here, well, it, he, he not only is he like still like he's old and you know he's like he hasn't been using his abilities as a god. It it also makes me wonder though too like. Why can he not turn his abilities back on? Because clearly it does happen to a degree. You know what I mean? It well, because his his well, Kratos's power is fueled by his rage. So, do you think that we're gonna do have you, a- the, the whole thing of why he became the god of war was because yeah, you know, he was he was rageful over like you know he was just a, a he was a, a he was a on commander a yeah, he, he was, was a commander a of the of the Spartan army yeah hundred percent to the point where um. Ares tricked him into killing his own family, and that's and he became vengeful. Tricked him. They sent him to a village and then plopped his family in there. That essentially, yeah. Like, and, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, that's tricking him. But um, I mean, yeah, yes, it is. But also, too, like he burst into a house and murdered people, and you didn't think to look at them. Right. He's kind of that, that. That highlights him as a character. He was always blinded and fueled by his rage. So it's just kind of odd, though, that, and like, lust for his power. It, true, but like it's just weird, though, that like in, in the new God of War, that like they're like, oh, Kratos is powerful. No, no, he's just as powerful as he was before, if not like a little strong. He's holding back. I, I feel that a lot. He's he's holding back on purpose. 
he doesn't want to fall off that. He he turned new leaf. He doesn't want to be that. Yeah, person but then anymore. you get into that Batman moment, and it's just so weird to you know to be like, I'm going to hold back this entire time. Well, I understand it because it's like <clears throat> every every time that he has been on a path because of his rage and his and the way and like letting his rage overcome him, and that's why he was trying to teach Atreus restraint and i totally get that and that's awesome there were some awesome moments in god of war about that but it's just odd though that like especially when you're getting your shit kicked in um <laughs> he turns it on when it's, when it's like it needs to be yeah but he turns it on so softly the the, the fact of the matter is though is uh, uh kratos should have been able to walk up to Baldur, tear him into many pieces literally pulling off pieces of him throwing them in different directions and then setting him down with no arms and no legs and then walk off and wait for him to regenerate and come back you know what i mean but but no we don't get that i mean we had a dude who literally killed chronos you know what i mean is struggling with the god of light and beauty well cory barlog actually explained this the the reason why they went this way with it was because they wanted to highlight the fact that kratos was trying to not be that so so he they didn't want him they wanted to tell it they wanted to highlight they wanted to show kratos in a completely different light than what we're used to seeing because otherwise it would just be the same game over and over again no and i understand and i do understand that there's a difference in mechanics which also gives it a different feel and that's nice and that's awesome but it sucks though that i think we'll get that in this i i feel i i'm hoping that you actually play as atreus in this one I'm hoping that the opening to it, and I, I don't think that they're going to do it, but I, I hope that that whole, like what you said, that that theory is right. I would love to see Atreus get kidnapped by the gods and wait till he's powerful enough to, to fuck him up. Um, and that's how he becomes adopted. Thor's adopted brother, right? Because because they're like oh he's I just, just want to kill Thor and take his hammer and just uh, use see it unfortunately though I think if that's if that's the theory that Kratos has to die and that's how the world serpent is made I'm thinking and I'm hoping that they do Thor justice in terms of his power because Baldur they kind of amped up a little bit more which is fine you know whatever Thor has to be one of the most powerful people that Kratos is going to come up against I I imagine he is you know what in, I mean? in all of mythology thor is the most powerful god because because mjolnir eh. mjolnir is the most powerful weapon to to ever be wielded by a god true um but it, the idea though is is that the fact that mjolnir is so powerful and that's fine but the issue is still remains though that thor is the biggest champion of norse mythology yeah you know he is the the he is the big guy he is the hero who stands until the last, but also gets that that got to his head. And if you look at and, the, can, and even in the mythology, it shows that like Thor's, you know, his how powerful he is has gotten did get to his head because he's always like, who was it that it was was it Loki that tricked him into? Is there was someone that tricked him into drinking the ocean? Yes. Was it Loki? No. Who was that? Um, that was one of the giant kings. Um, what they did was they gave him a horn and said, oh, let's see, you know, how much you can drink. And so he was drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And the horn was connected. Of course, this is magic and shit, but it was connected to the ocean. He drank and dropped the sea level by like several feet. And they were like, okay, cool. Next challenge. And then they're like, hey, yeah, no, pick up our cat. 
and Thor goes to pick up the cat and is like struggling because the cat is like keeping its hands and feet on the ground. And he's like trying to push it up. He ended up like pulling uh, Jormungandr out of the fucking ocean. Um, what by picking this cat up? It wasn't a really a cat. It was really Jormungandr, and he like drug Jormungandr like out of the fucking ocean. Um, and then he had to wrestle a handmaiden, a really old handmaiden, and. The funny part about this was, though, is, is that Thor ended up losing to this handmaiden. But Thor almost beat her. Now, that sounds weird, right? Who was the handmaiden then? It was death. It was decay. It was time, essentially. No, oh, they you so know, he had to wrestle so, time. So he was trying to beat time and decay and death. And they were, and after that, you know, the, the giant told him what had happened they were kind of upset he said no you got a lot you know you have a lot of power in you you know you guys really are powerful now leave and never come back because now i'm fucking scared because thor almost beat time that which would have made thor never get old never be weakened by disease or time or age or decay or die and the fact that thor almost overcame that was a big problem for the giants Considering Thor's main impl- uh, main job was to kill giants. Right. So, you know, and so they, they left after that. And those were the challenges for that. Now, the issue was is that overall, um, Thor had all this power and is supposed to be the big bad. Uh, say the big bad in this scenario, right? The issue is, is now that if Kratos fights Thor, is he going to beat Thor? Because if he's supposed to die, this is as good a time as any, right? Well, they did say that they are continuing God of War, but just not in the Norse mythology. What do you mean? They said that God of War Ragnarok is the end of the Norse saga. Okay. Implying that there is going to be more. So, and, and that's fair, I guess, but... The, the Kratos sh- versus Christianity. <laughs> Kratos versus Muhammad the prophet. Could, could you just <laughs> could you just imagine uh, Jesus Christ throwing fucking nails out of his Jesus hand? Jesus Christ, superstar. You know what I mean? We got fucking Jesus Christ I, over here throwing nails at Kratos honest, through his hands. Well, they, they did say they want to. They are going to explore the the God of War universe into other mythologies, and that's fair. That, Which that implies, makes sense. I think that implies that they're going to either go. They they could very very well go into Egyptian. Um. They could do Egyptian, they could do Chinese, they could do Far Eastern mythologies, they could do uh, South American mythologies, either Aztec, Mayan, or other, or even Aboriginals, you know what I mean? It'd be interesting, different setting, like, a, like I, I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Like you have to fight Anubis, you have to fight fucking Jesus, you have to fucking now my thing wrestle those, Moses in the ocean. Now my thing, though, is, is that... With Ragnarok, because it's because like you said, the snake is supposed to come out of Kratos, according to that mural, which is kind of weird. That was a pretty hard hint to be, you know what I mean? To be like, yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's gonna stay there. I think Kratos is gonna die. He could, and you very well could. It, it, it remains to be seen. We'll find out when the game comes. I, out. I would love to see him die and then see him take finally as Jormungandr take out Thor. Because that's what happens. They in, kill each in, other. In Ragnarok, they kill each other. Mm. 
Are you suggesting that Kratos gets killed by Thor, turns into Jormungandr, and then you and then they kill each other? Yes. Oh, that could very well be. That could very and well And that be. would make a lot of sense and then you would continue well, it would, cons- it would uh, coincide with the mythology too. Yeah, and well because that's that's such a big part of the mythology, I would find it very I would find it very hard for them not to have Jormungandr kill Thor because that is such a central part of the mythology. Oh, it absolutely. That's is. So that would be so hard for them to be like, that's like we're Fe- not going to do it this time, guys. That's nah. like Fenrir being the whole like the Fenrir like Odin being afraid of Fenrir. Yeah, well, Odin's supposed to die to Fenrir. Right. That's like the same thing. Like it's a pinnacle part of of, of mythology. the mythology. Yeah, it's really hard to. Which means we're going to see Fenrir in this. We would have to. I don't know what else they're going to do with it. I imagine Fenrir is going to be a gigantic fucking wolf. Well, he has to be. Like literally, he has to be. There's no other way to do Fenrir. I'm, I, I'm, oh god, I'm excited for this game. Like there, there really is no other way to do Fenrir. There's, no, <laughs> that's what he is. Because the the story of Ragnarok is such an epic story for mythology. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, I wonder where Owen's horse is going to come from this time. Who knows? It, you know where it came from in the mythology, right? No, I, I don't. Loki. Uh, so when so the Asgardians needed a wall around Asgard, right? This giant, who disguised himself just as a person, right, was said. Uh, they said, "Hey, can you build the wall?" He said, "Well, I want to marry Freya." And they were like, "Well, we don't know if we can do that. You know, we're not going to give you one of our beautiful goddesses just for you to build a wall." And they said, "Well, if you can build it in a year, with a massive wall, you know what I mean? That's tough to do." So this dude started doing it, and he was doing it remarkably fast and it was coming close to him being finished and close to the year being up and they're like fuck he might do it you know we can't lose one of our goddesses fuck you know well his horse because the deal was that he couldn't get help from anybody so he it was just this guy and a horse and the horse was bringing him stones well loki shape-shifted into a horse into a mare and lured away this man's horse was gone for a long time too (laughs) what you doing loki and he comes back and odin and obviously other gods are like what the fuck you know what i mean and you cheated and and well no 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 no, not just that i mean yes the guy said that you cheated and kind of like gave him the finger and fucked off and they finished the wall because it was almost done but Loki comes back with this horse called Slipinar. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but whatever. Fuck you. Because um, I know someone's <laughs> going to someone's gonna come and be like, well, actually, it's said this way. But anyway, so, uh, so this fucking, like, eight-legged horse comes back. Loki gifts it to Odin, says, hey, you are allowed to have this horse, but you are not allowed to ask where it came from, and you will not talk about this ever again. Loki birthed the horse. Yes. Loki got fucked by the stall- by the horse and birthed this horse. Ah. Uh, yeah. So weird. Yep. And so it's that's why I was like, I wonder where Odin's horse is gonna come from in this. Um, because probably a, not that. Because the fact that Atreus I don't is, think I don't think Atreus is gonna <laughs> fuck a horse and then shit out a horse. I mean, I don't know that. Atreus has been shown to be a weird fucked up dude. Like <laughs> if anything, he's showed that he's just powerful and rageful and his rage is what's made him sick. Well, see, well, the the thing is, though, is that Atreus, um, he's got some weird shit to be doing. Because it's really weird, because also, too, 
Loki's kids are a quintessential part of the mythology, so I don't know how they're going to tie this in. You know what I mean? Hey, where did Jormungandr come from? We might have that covered, right? Hey, where'd Fenrir come from? Another one of his kids. We don't know that. Hey, where did where's Hell going to be at? More importantly, where was Hell at when we were in Helheim? You know what I mean? The god is Hell. Do you know that me and you have gone off on a tangent and we never finished this uh, this article? Yeah, that's not up to me, bud. <laughs> Damn. We were still talking about Skull and Bones, and I completely forgot we were talking about that. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, guys. Well, well, we'll wrap this up real quick on this. <laughs> Essentially, what's going on, what's been causing it to be delayed, was the uh, eight-year development. Um, Skull and Bones was plagued in production emerged following reports of Ubisoft's ab- abusive workplace culture. Describing that the game had as... had no effect. Nope. Uh, as one beset by constant fundamental reworks of what the game even was. Going from a multiplayer expansion to Assassin's Creed Black Flag to an open sea survival sandbox in a session-based multiplayer deathmatch game. That's right. Skull and Bones was supposed to be like a spinoff of Black Flag. I mean, that would have made a lot more sense considering that a lot of people were complaining about... Well, it kind of took a life on its own. Well, no, and I agree. because Well, because a lot of people were... Uh, they loved Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I hold that that was the last good one. Um, but the issue is those that Assassin's Creed Black Flag was so good until it had to be an Assassin's Creed game. Right. Yeah, I know. Which is why they started doing the Skull and Bones thing. Um, Which makes sense. So their, uh, the managing director, Hugh Ricor, he was ousted during a leadership audit. He was the, uh, he was the leader in development for Skull and Bones. But even months after his removal, a report showed that the staff at the studio felt that there was a French ceiling that made it hard for staff not hailing from publishers' home nation to progress within the company. So they could. Yeah, no, we talked about that before too. Yeah, there was well, there was an issue with with uh, Skull and Bones' leader, like their leadership was affected by this. Well, we were we were talking about that with all of Ubisoft, though. There, right. That, it was. It was. That, that's that that ties into this too, because like the leadership. You know, they were having a hard time finding leadership for certain titles. This one was one of them, which is what led to the delay to be as extensive as it is. And, um, but yeah, the track record that Ubisoft has um, makes it hard to read too much confidence into Dugat's comment. But hey, maybe he's right. We'll be sailing high seas by the end of the year, whatever form Skull, skull Bones ends up taking. I think it's going to be a dumpster fire. Um, last topic we're going to talk about this crazy bitch. So she says, she and she was fired for saying this, but she says that men under five foot seven don't have human rights. I'm sorry, that's not body positive. I know it's not, which is why she was fired. <laughs> How so, about this? I'm just impressed of it, that there was any kind of pushback on it. Why? Because she's talking about guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about men. It yeah. sucks. Well, it's not just like oh, be a man. My, <laughs> have you seen those goddamn TikToks? <laughs> It's, it was like saying, like, D- don't don't ask for help picking up heavy objects. Throw your back out. Be a man. <laughs> I fucking they're so funny, but it's it was a don't don't ever go to the doctor. Just die. Be a be man. man. Yep, be a man. <laughs> There's somewhere they're, they're just so funny that he he can't keep it together. He can't keep it together. <laughs> so professional Tekken player, which people play that professionally, I guess that I never understood those games fighting games no no not not like not like the game itself but like i meant like playing them professionally to me it just seems like it's, it's oddly i can see why it's, it's fun to be like 
It's more than just button smashing. No, honestly. I, no, I understand. But even still, even with the technical side of it, where like, hey, this is really intense. This is what you do in these scenarios. This is, you know, I get that it's technical, like, and that's fine. But my issue is, is I just don't see the entertainment in that. I can even see the entertainment in, th- in things like League of Legends or Dota. If you want to watch that, fuck League of Legends. You know, if you're into that, I can see why the like the back and forth of the teams fighting each other would be fun, right? But unfortunately, when I've whenever I've seen like professional fighting games being done, it's whoever starts their combo and doesn't fuck up first wins, and you right. you can only do that so many times before that's just boring as fuck, right? And you know what I'm saying? It's that's my thing about it. There's not this back and forth and tug of war of two teams really going at it where someone can really like come in and save you. It's well, a hundred percent. The person got a combo off, and until you see, and a, never stopped. And until you see a certain move come up that you can Counter do something it, yeah. about, you might as well just fucking sit there and not even touch the controller because th- there's no way to interrupt them. No, there's not. So that's why it's kind of like fighting games are are, are weird. But so she's been booted from the Osaka-based esports team Cyclops Athlete Gaming for remarks she made about men's height during a live stream. Following a recent spat, a spate of far more incendiary remarks. Uh, Cyclops Athlete Gaming competes in first-person shooters like PUBG, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six Siege, as well as fighting games like Tekken. She has been featured in the mainstream Japanese press, including this clip from a newspaper, Kobe Shimbum. She was, as Kotaku, Ian Walker previously wrote, a rising star, now a fallen one. In February 15th stream, Tano... Tanukana said, men who are under 170 centimeters, five foot six, don't have human rights. She added that they should look into getting bone lengthening surgery. Fuck. Um, to average height for men in Japan is five foot seven. Just for reference, by the way. Good As Lord. of writing, Kotaku wasn't able to confirm the content of the entire stream. However, in this clip, Tanukana also said, people with A cup sized breasts who didn't have human rights. Also didn't have human rights. Let's look at you, bitch. Hmm. Maybe a B. You ain't working with much either. So Maybe. <laughs> so, she certainly has seemed to have a record of saying terrible things. My blog My Game News Flash has dug up earlier comments Tanakana made on a live stream in 2020 in which she apparently told someone during the stream to kill themselves and that they were the trashiest of trashiest trash of society. While in the West, some might interpret her remarks as poor meme or a joke, in Japan it has set off a firestorm online with people calling it discriminatory, which it is. Obviously, obviously, you can read it literally as a remark against a group of people, but power dynamics makes it a bit more complicated than saying something truly discriminatory about a protected or vulnerable class. Hmm. Is Kotaku kind of like siding with her on this? Was that's, that's what it sounded like. So, while in the West, some might interpret her remarks as a poor meme or joke, in Japan it's set up a firestorm. Obviously, you can read it literally as a remark against a group of people, but power dynamics make it a bit more complicated than saying something truly discriminatory about a protected... So you're saying... You're saying that context matters, but in your other articles, you completely disregard context. It's because Kotaku is very woke as far as i can tell and 
because she's a woman and she and she's a and she's talking class. and she's talking about men because fuck men fuck Kotaku. Well, so it's it's a backdoor remark. It's to say essentially like, well, it's not that bad because she doesn't have a lot of power, even though, you know, obviously where she's at, and also too apparently. Apparently, we are allowed to make fun of women with A-cup breast size, though, because they didn't have anything to say about that, because, you know, power dynamics make it complicated. So, so I an, guess so. In a now-deleted tweet, she can be seen here. Tana Connor wrote, It was pointed out that my stream contained hate speech. She added that this was not her intention and that she poorly expressed her love for tall people. Weird way of doing that. That's like, that is equivalent to me, like, saying, I don't... I'm not attracted to overweight people, so all fat people should die or not have human rights. Like, that's the same thing. Yeah, of course. It's a weird way of saying it. So, she did apologize, but it was hardly the kind of formal apology that has become expected in Japan. This made people online even more upset. What'd she say? What'd she say? So, in Japanese, the word for human rights is jinkin. But in gaming parlance, Jinkin refers to an item or character that all players need to have. On Twitter, a debate has ensued whether or not the slang led to Tanakana's remark. However, the slang use of the term human rights isn't widely known in Japan. So they have no human rights in Japan? And numerous not. mainstream outlets led with Tanakana's height comment. So the story, the popular news site titled the article, Men Under 170 Centimeters Don't Have Human Rights. Popular woman pro gamer says, sorry for abusive language, blah, blah, blah. Is this? Uh, let's see. Cyclops also issued an apology writing, we've confirmed on February 15th, Tanakana, who is a member of Cyclops, made an improper remark on a stream. Regarding this matter, we would like to offer a deep apology to fans, sponsors, and everyone else who supports us. So she says that she has a deep remorse for the statement which is unbecoming of a pro esports athlete and a member of society. You don't say. <clears throat> you don't say. What's more, it, what's more, all this happened against the backdrop in which pro gamer has officially been defined in Japan and where the licenses of the game professionally. According to Japan's esports union, one of the main points that defines a pro gamer is self-awareness of being professional. That's what makes you a professional? Is the self-awareness? I thought getting paid made you professional. I thought getting paid and being good at it was what made you professional. I mean, being good at it doesn't necessarily. (laughs) Then I guess I'm a professional shit talker. So this stipulation seems to have been added so that esports pros are taken seriously in Japan. So what else? Let's see. Sponsors don't want controversy even if things seem blown out of proportion. It's kind of weird that you're saying that, Kotaku. So while clearly Tanakana's height comments were far from the most unpleasant remarks she's made on stream, they ended up arguably insulting from the apparent perspective of the sponsors. Half of the men in the country were his average height is 170.8, which is most of the people in Japan, I guess, most guys in Japan, I guess. It has been alleged that she made far worse comments during this stream, but Kotaku has been unable to verify these remarks as the stream has been deleted. And Japanese news sites have only reported the height, the height, height remarks. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so don't be short. Get leg extensions. Yeah. Do you do you know what goes into that procedure? Well, it's very painful. It's awful and you literally have to break your legs. Exactly. You got to you got to fracture your femur, separate it, let the bone grow into each other, break it again, 
and rinse and repeat until you get to a certain height that your body will allow you to do. And it's a procedure that has been done. It is, I don't even understand how this procedure even, even under doctor supervision, how the fuck can anybody be like, how is that even like a form of medicine? Like, how do we make people taller? Like we'll break their legs and extend them and let the bone grow. There's no real way to make you taller. No, there's not. But at the same time, it's like there's got to be other things that will affect that, like muscular structure. Well, the issue is, though, too, is that that's that's part of the issues. There's still a limit. Like that's why there is a limit. It's like you could break your legs until you grow your femur to be twice the size it should be. You're going to shred ligaments and muscles in the process of that. Yeah, of course. And if you don't shred them right away, you're going to shred them when you try to use them properly. You do anything, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to go for a run. You, as soon as you step off, your fucking quad explodes. Or you, your quad snaps from the fucking, from where it's by the knee, and then it yeah, rolls up into your thigh. Oh, God. God. Or your hamstring rips and then rolls up into the back of your thigh. Like, yep. shit like that. You can't just fucking grow. Yeah, well, because I, I'm not a tall guy. Well, because we don't have any way to re-enable the growth plates. Yeah, that, that's so like nothing will naturally grow. No, like nothing that. will naturally grow. I don't know. Um, no, it's just it's it's odd. I don't know. Um, so let's. Uh, you want to wrap this up and go on our bourbon quest? <laughs> sure you don't seem like you really want to do that on the bourbon quest no, i mean not necessarily <laughs> well let me put it this way blanton's bourbon is the one of the rarest bourbons you can ever buy true true and but... it is insanely hard to come by and there is a place in um down in illinois mm-hmm. that has it in stock and i'm about to call them once we're done here to see if they still, see if have, they still it. have it <laughs> so i'm not making this 30 minute drive for, for no nothing. fucking reason and i do have to feed the dogs it is seven o'clock and they haven't eaten i got you all right guys well um hope you enjoyed the episode welcome back nelson oh yeah um, me and me and doc are actually going to be working on doing a digital um a digital stream test oh so that we can do a digital recording and um and all that stuff because he, he finally got his household goods the other day very nice very nice and so he said he's all set up and ready to go and ready to try to get this thing set up so we can do and i need to do it for other reasons too because besides him um i'm trying to get other guests and most of these guests are definitely not going to be here that's fair (laughs) so it's like like when i get chris honoraj oh by the way i didn't i didn't do regiment news fuck it i'll do it i'll um i'll do it later regiment announced that so there was an announcement on regiment so regiment has an esports team now called veterans gaming league okay and basically, it's just like its own little organization where it's just straight esports and tournaments. Nice. Okay. For cool. for veterans only. So you got that. Um, aside from that, I don't have any other news. So. So. I don't either. Yeah. Hopefully, there's more for next week. I hope so. These these dead weeks are such a. I feel but we got to fill in the gaps with like bullshit, like talking about I, Norse mythology and <laughs> and like. A, that's, I think that's why I'm here. That is why you're here. I, I still feel so bad for like oh, two weeks, a week after I was like, "Yeah, your weekly Activision update it stops." <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, guys. Well, love y'all. Appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. We will see you. Have a good one. <laughs>